7 o'clock, but just I would I would have to say, Fantone, you're probably very excited by that, right? Yeah, and honestly, there's so much crap going on in the world right now, I kind of almost forgot about it. But, dude, the Cavs were actually absolutely raging Huge. right now. Um, I don't know when it'll happen, but at some point today it'll become official from everything that I've heard. He'll clear waivers and Two points. 2.3 million, I Something hear. Something like that, between 2 and 2.5. And, um, well, he just got paid out 16 million right. from Chicago. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is kind of, I don't know, awesome that you can get paid $16 million just to go play somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like, like it's like, nah, dude, instead of paying what you. What would Rock 1069 have to pay you to get you to go away? What are they going to have to pay me to stay here? Is the question, <laughs> dude. Like, that's what everybody really wants to know. <laughs> uh, but no, dude, I think it's great. Um, I, I think people need to be tempered with their expectations about what. Yeah, what, but they're not. And I said, and I brought this up last week is that the signing of Dwayne Wade is going to feel like a marquee player and the, and the fan base is going to expect championship. And already, that's what I woke up to this morning. I was scrolling through social media and it's just nothing but pictures of D-Wade and NBA trophies. And that, guys, I don't know... If you're better than the Warriors yet, uh, I don't know that. I don't. I'm not saying that you're not, but I mean, I, I think we got to slow the roll a little bit with this. I, I don't know if you're better than the Warriors yet, but I believe that they're better than the team last year at this point. Fair. So that's all that kind of okay. matters to me in that sense. Is like, well, dude, you're improving, and that's all I can ask for. I mean, Jr. You- came out yesterday, says he's not worried about the competition at the position, and uh, and will do what needs done. Who's coming off the bench? Um, I would assume, and I would hope that it's Dwayne Wade. It would make more sense that. Way, but if he's if his if, if if it's one of those things where it's like well his ego you know dictates so he plays the first happen. five minutes then you get Jr in there and it, then it, this isn't high school sports and like starting don't get me wrong it's a thing like being a starter is important but who plays the minutes is the question it's not a question of like well who's coming off the bench and who's you know out there first it's who's out there in the fourth quarter the media focuses on who starts and right. I think that's why players care and that's what where the ego can come in and I do I think that's more of an ego game than anything and like yes you want to put your best players out on the floor, out in the beginning, so you can give yourself a chance to get ahead. But like I said, it's going to be more important as well. How many minutes does he play? When does he play those minutes? I don't think he's ever going to average over, or he's ever going to be hitting more than 20, 25 minutes a We're game. talking D-Wade. Yeah, Dwayne Wade shouldn't be, and that leaves that leaves J.R. Smith probably playing somewhere around the same. So it's like, I think they'll both probably have equal playing time, and depending on how the Cavaliers set it up, because you're going to have the ability to spread out the floor in different ways now. And instead of having just, you know, Kyrie and LeBron being being elite guys that can go to the basket and, and having guys that are spread out and shooting threes, you're going to be able to do different things with a different kind of talent. So the Cavaliers and, and the, the coaching staff is going to have a lot of work to do during the regular season of like, how do we take this skill set and incorporate it into this system? The naysayers say Dwayne Wade is old and doesn't shoot threes, and that's today's NBA, and they are a little right about that. It's going to be interesting to see what happens, but I don't think he got any worse adding Dwayne Wade. No, I agree. And, and you know what I mean? You didn't get any worse right. by bringing Dwayne Wade here, so I, you can't knock the trade. And again, he is a big star, and I like stars being uh, you know associated with the franchise I root for. And I know you said it was. Uh, we're going to talk about it in depth later in the Seven show. Seven o'clock. Yeah, I'll, absolutely. I'll, I'll give you my my number one reason why I feel like this was a great move later later in the broadcast. Phantom's so. number one reason Dwayne. Way to the Cavs is a great move. Seven yep, o'clock. Yep, All right, I like it. Is. There is a little tease in the business. I don't even know what it is. One. No, I'm not going to tell you until it's out there. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. I All like right. it. There's All a right. lot to get into today. Mike Tomlin found himself um, in the crosshairs of yep. like a local fire chief. We'll get into that at eight o'clock. That guy had something awful to say. There's plenty to do with these NFL protests. As a matter of fact, there? up at wrqk.com, I actually posted a um, a video of a top Democrat who's saying, "Look, these guys should stand." 
Because it seems to be the, the conservatives that, that, that are on that side. Well, there's a top Democrat now saying, dude, these guys should stand. So if you want to check that out, WRQK.com is where you can find that. We'll get you hooked up with uh, Hall of Fame City Comic-Con tickets. Correct. That'll be 730. That's yeah. actually this Saturday. You and I will be there from yeah. 3 to 5 Saturday at, at the Civic Center. 830, we'll send people to see Brett Michaels. Liking that. Yeah. Right? I think, dude, I'm telling you right now, I think you should be that. That's your show. I think you should probably, you and a plus one there. Maybe you and a plus no one. Maybe you and a road dog. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Yeah. You and a buddy. Me and my Uber driver. Yeah. <laughs> Just hanging out. <laughs> there you go. There Just you hanging go. out. Yeah, that show, December 29th at the Hard Rock. And uh, then, honestly, 930 is when we'll have tickets to see Jesus. Factory of Terror tickets. Oh. Every year. Now, I'm not a like haunted house person. I'm just not, right? It's just not, you know, it, it, for those of you maybe a little newer to the program, I grew up in a pretty religious household. Halloween mm-hmm. was like one of those things I wasn't allowed to take part of as a kid. Wasn't allowed to go trick-or-treating and that kind of thing. So like I like this whole holiday's lost on me. I can understand that from your dad's perspective. I don't think it makes sense. I disagree with it, but like as a it man... It was one of those things where honestly, sometimes you do what the congregation thinks is yep. right and not what you think is right. A- a- as a man who's standing up in front of the in front of the mass is, you know, preaching the good word. I understand why he was like, you know what? We're not letting Satan's holiday in here. Yeah, right? pentagram on albums and Halloween. Nah, dude. Plus, it was the 80s. You and know I, what I mean? It was just the 80s. People were weirder. I know all that stuff feels very, like, hot topic now. Like, you can go to Belton Village Mall and go buy, like, you know, a, like a pentagram or whatever. But, like, I'm sure back then there was that still that level of, like, danger. Dude, they were spinning records backwards on television. Like, trying to hear what they were saying. I mean, that's how loony, that's how loony people were in the 80s. I mean, don't get me wrong, dude. You have a slew of other problems, but I see how your dad and his kind of, you know, his his his, his responsibility to his congregation sometimes uh, made him uh, where he had to make decisions where people were like, "You can't be the moral authority for us," and that's right. what people want their minister to be. Yep. And even though he would tell you, I'm a human being, I shouldn't be a moral authority, but people wanted him to be that. So, yes, there were things that my brother and I were not allowed to take part in because of what his audience was going to say. Well, good, dude. Lying you down on the couch, getting you down here on your Halloween issues. I like it. I like it a lot. I feel like we're working through stuff dude, right now. I just want to work at my 1017. <laughs> <laughs> what do I got to do? I don't know, dude. I talk chick stuff on the radio. I cry sometimes. I do. What do I got to do to get moved? So, so, but we will get people hooked up with Factory of Chair tickets because look, the phones ring off the hook for those things every single year. Um, now a big part of the they're reason- like nationally ranked Factory of Terror, right? Yeah, I was gonna say. Now Stark County has a bunch of haunted houses, yeah. and all of them are pretty good. There's no question, but since Factory of Terror is the one that's on air with us right now, I have no hesitation in saying that one truly is the best in town. Like, that one is the one that everyone talks about, the one that everyone wants to go to, the longest line. It's like the one of the biggest haunted houses in the world. Like, and, you and your girlfriend will go this year, right? Um, Yeah, I'm sure. Why not? I mean, I'm sure we have friends in the uh, promotions department. Maybe a pair of tickets will fall at the back of a truck or something, but no. The promotions department, otherwise known as <laughs> Amy. <laughs> Hi, this is Amy from the promotions department at Rock 106. Hi, it's just Amy. There is no department. It's Amy. But no, dude. I mean, like, who's awesome, by the way? You know, there'll be there's going to be other um, um, haunted house tickets we give away. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure people are going to lose their minds over that too. But Factory of Terror has the reputation it has for a reason. It does. One of my least favorite things in the world is expanding. They're getting bigger. 7:30 will give you that. And it turns out that if you're protesting the NFL games, you might be able to get some money back for doing it. I'll explain next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. I swear to God, dude, if you give me a reach around, I'm going to hate you for the life. I don't, I, I'm just happy there's new stuff associated with the program, but I was not ready for that. Reach around? Jeez. Dude, I feel like we're going to get fired talking about that. I, I, I never in a million years thought I was going to have to preview a piece of audio sent to me by my boss. Like, I never thought I would have had to do that. 
No, that's it. That's awesome, though. I like that. And they're probably so. right. Honestly, listening to the podcast would probably be more exciting than hanging out with either you or I. 100% for sure. There, Which, by dude. the way, this weekend, a couple opportunities for you to hang out with Fantone. You're uh, you're at a cell phone store, is that not right? Uh, yeah, I'll be at Boost Mobile on uh, on, on on Saturday. Uh, directly after that, I'm going to be at the uh, Canton uh, Hall of Fame City Comic Con. Uh, later that night, I'll be out in Dalton doing the thing at, uh, at Ohio Championship Jeez, Saturday, Wrestling. you're all over the place. And then Sunday, I'm going to be at TD's watching the Browns game. Yeah. So if uh, if you want to hang out with your boy this weekend, plenty of opportunities to do so. We'll get all those uh, locations out to you a couple of more times yeah. throughout the program. Yeah. But I know it's the TDs and Lake Cable is where you will be Sunday watching the Browns game. Which I'll be good. Is there, a, is there a line on that Browns game yet? Do you know anything about that? I do. Danny Vegas over there. Would you <laughs> would, would you like to know what the line currently is? Yeah, give me the give me the rundown. What's the, what's the run? Browns getting three at home. It's interesting, right? We're yeah. giving up a point and a half on the road last week by the by NFL kickoff time, and now they're getting three at home from the Bengals, who honestly took took the Green Bay Packers toe for toe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that game was closer than what the Browns Colts game was. No for question sure, it about was. That. I mean, dude, he, uh, I'm sorry, Cincinnati rather was up twenty one nothing. Yeah. If the Packers don't have Aaron Rodgers, the game's over. But you just yeah, can't give Aaron Rodgers time. Vast majority of other teams, you're going to be able to put away three yeah. touchdowns up on Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Um, it's at home, though. Uh, I don't know if I like that bet either way. That feels kind of uh, that feels a little too like eh, it could go either way. Three, I don't do three might not be enough. I think you what you may have seen Sunday out of the Bengals is okay. We came out of this thing really flat, and now maybe we get like a kick in the pants and we start going or it's you let a 21 point lead go and you go the other way and so maybe the three points is totally good right. i haven't made up my mind yet right and like i said that's one way or the other i feel like that's basically a pick em right there friday at 9 45 i will give you the nfl bet that i will make this week speaking of uh the cleveland browns and their and their follies yesterday saw our good buddy dustin and oh, it no. almost felt like I lived in Bizarro World because I literally had to pull the dude off the ledge, man. He is ready to go off the Hall of Fame city. You know what? Good. Just, just he. I'll push him. He's all out on the Browns. Now. I'll tell you what. I'll get my. I'll get my three point stance and I'll. T- I'll tackle him over the bridge. <laughs> I had to tell him numerous times good. yesterday. I was like, "Well, it's not all bad," and he's like, "No, dude, it's all bad." Now, see, here's why. Because, dude, <laughs> Dustin's one of my favorite people on earth. Like, I do. I just like love him. He just cracks me up, right? But he gets like foaming at the mouth mad all offseason when I'm telling him that the Browns are not going to be good. Like he gets so mad at me. The entire offseason, we're talking well, from barely draft speak to me to the end of preseason. That guy is 100%. This is the year. Now is the time. Bleed an orange. Playoff game. Bleed an orange. Okay. Just, right. No, dude, dude, I don't bleed orange. That color don't run. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, he's one of those. He's dyed in the wool of it, right? And he gets so mad at me for trying to like like temper his expectations of how they're going to be. And now, what did I? What do I always tell him in the off season? By week four, Dustin, you're going to be telling me how right I am. And sure enough, week four, dude, and the boy's already on the roof of his house. Which, by the way, dude, I've been to your house. Not high enough. You're not going to nope, die. Got to get a little higher. <laughs> you got to get a little higher up there, buddy. Oh, that is sad, dude. If you're the voice of reason, I'm like Dustin. It wasn't all bad. He's like, no, it was all bad. <laughs> Oh, dude, yeah, I shouldn't enjoy that as much as I am right now. You hear that, buddy? I know you do. I'm enjoying your misery, dude. I'm loving it. It's funny. So DirecTV, Fantone, is coming out and saying, look, man, if you want to cancel NFL Sunday ticket and it's because of the players protesting, we're going to give you your money back. Normally, Yeah, dude, I am too. Normally, but, but I'll tell you why I think they're doing this here in a second. Normally with NFL Sunday ticket, once the season starts, sorry, you bought it. 
If yeah. you're just not enjoying the game, sorry, you bought it, you're being charged for it, welcome to it. Right, and I mean, that's kind of the way that it goes. You buy something, and that's the terms and you know terms and conditions of it. it. Just because you're not happy with the end product necessarily doesn't mean you're entitled to a refund. So you, you're not entitled, but they say if you cite this, that it that they will give you your money back. And I'll tell you why they're doing it. Okay. Because they're going to collect all the data, and if it's enough people, they're going to go to the NFL and say... We're no longer advertising with you. We'll offer NFL Sunday ticket because okay. we'll make money off of you. Okay. But direct TV commercials are no longer going to run outside of what, like, maybe the game's on our actual channels or whatever. Like, maybe Red Zone channel, that kind of stuff. That way, what's in, when it's on in a bar, right. people see it and this and that. But I believe what they are going to do is they are going to compile the information, and if it's enough, they're going to go to the NFL, and then this is what's going to happen. And then the corporations will start stepping in and saying, look, dude, there's billions of dollars on the line here. We get that it looks good. We get that you're trying to do this and this and that. But at the end of the day, we're in the money-making business, and this is affecting our money. Now, I don't think it will be enough people pulling off NFL Sunday ticket to matter. If you, That's my guess. If you're the kind of person who bought Sunday ticket beginning you're of in. the season, it's, I, I'm like, gonna have a hard time believing that you're going to be out. My brother is the kind of person who will absolutely not like anthem protest. We, right. He and I haven't had this conversation, honestly, because a lot of Yeah, I just know who he is. He's not going to like the anthem protest. And he's a DirecTV subscriber, and he's got an NFL Sunday ticket. He's not coughing that up. And my brother's a political person. Like, he's engaged and smart. Not one of these guys that's just, like, retweeting stuff. Like, he's engaged, reads, smart, knows what he's talking about. And he's a little bit more conservative than I am. And he will hate the anthem protest, but I know him. He, Dude, he's got NFL Sunday ticket, and there you can find him Sunday because he's like me. He's bet games. He lives in Vegas. He's betting games. He's going to watch the games. He's going to watch them. Have you ever – you've had DirecTV before? Oh, yeah. Happy with that NFL experience? It was awesome. I've never had DirecTV, dude, so I can't say whether it's worth that. Sunday is- ticket is – dude, you're going to love being at TDs on Sunday. Okay. You're going to love it okay. because – if you're like me and want to watch two or three different games at once, you can do it. And then now, like what was awesome last Sunday at TDs, actually, we had some we had some Lions fans in there watching that game. We had a couple of people watching a couple of the, the, the Buffalo game. And so now you got people screaming about touchdowns in other games. And for some reason now, now you care. You don't even know that dude sitting behind you. But he's a Lions fan and you don't care about the team they're playing. So, dude, yeah, let's go Lions. God knows you're not watching the Browns game. God, this is awful. I do not think. <laughs> I don't think enough NFL Sunday ticket people are going to bail because I'm with you. I think if you bought NFL Sunday ticket, you're an NFL fan through and through. You're not one of these casual people that's like, I'm going to stop watching it. You're watching it. Now, I, I think there's maybe a little bit of... Do bars maybe stop? Mm, that's, a, that's a tough thing for a bar to give up, right? right. I mean, if, if unless you're standing on yeah. that hill and willing to die on that hill, that's a tough thing to, for bars to give up. Or do you get up. more popular, in, depending on your neighborhood, right? And that's what I was going to say, is that like at this point, as we sit here banging on our chest, screaming at each other like Neanderthals, like as, you know, this is my tribe versus this is your tribe, um, I think brands are going to have to start recognizing that. And I wonder if this is DirecTV's way of like saying, like, yo, conservatives... We'll hold it down for you. We'll be on your side here. If you feel like you're not down with this, then fine. Buy the MLB te- you know, package to us next year. We'll, ah. we'll stand with you and your morals. And it's like ESPN's over there being this liberal, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, it, it, there are going to be times. Who owns DirecTV? I don't know. There's going to be times, though, where it's like aligning yourself with either the left or the right is going to make sense for you and your brand. And I wonder if this is DirecTV's first like step into that. You know, it's like these companies vie for you. 
Like you make a choice. It's either Apple or Google or direct. You know what I mean? And sooner or later, it is going to come down to that, right? Like where your belief system is. Once upon a time, marketing and like advertising was kind of like, yo, throw the biggest net possible. Wide. And we'll get you. Now it's all hyper defined. It's, it's, it's lasering yeah. out on things. You're not throwing the net out there and getting the fish. You're like laser shooting that fish. I, you know, I said to Fantone this morning, you know, people ask me a lot, what's my least favorite thing about my job? And that answer, I've been doing this long enough to where the answers had to change a couple of times over. But when I first got in, you could just say something, and it was just a good line. It was just like a good observation, maybe a little bit funny, this and that. And it was just a good line that you thought of. It wasn't your whole, and Fantone actually said, he's like, yeah, it wasn't your whole belief system back in the day. And that is what has made this job really, really hard. Is that sometimes I just want to say things because I'm like, oh, well, there's the other side of it. But people take it as if that's the gospel that I believe. And that makes it, it makes it a little bit hard. These companies are going to be in a weird spot, but I don't think enough people are going to give up on NFL Sunday ticket. I don't buy it. Especially when you see that uh, after the Monday night game. Ratings are up. 3% yeah. last week. So it's, 3%. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. I, you know we're, we're early on in the season. Do you keep doing this? Does it go one way or the other? It's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see. We'll give you uh, some Hall of Fame City Comic Con tickets at 730, but Fantone will give you. His number one reason why D-Wade to the Cavs is a great move. That's coming up at 7 o'clock on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Hey, welcome back to the program. We'll get you hooked up with those Hall of Fame City Comic Con tickets at 7.30. Brett Michaels tickets, 8.30. And the Factory of Terror tickets, 9.30. Also, 8 o'clock. I cannot believe what happened to Mike Tomlin. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, not good. That's pretty bad. Not good. Um, it's funny how it went from Mike Tomlin very much, you know, decided Sunday, like, hey, we want to stay out of this. That's our goal is to stay out of this. You know, and now all of a sudden, dude, boom, the well, whole not only thing that, is spun on him. He was out on the field. Team stayed in there. He was out on the field. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, yeah. I saw a video of it yesterday. Roethlisberger's pissed. Dude, I've been telling people for a while now, there's something going on in that locker room. Big Ben and Mike Tomlin do not get along. That's been, Dude, he took multiple shots at him in the media three times last year. Ben did. I'm telling you, they do not get along. I'm a little bit surprised in that. It just seems like that organization has always just been so, like together. They're, he's emotional, people say, you know what I mean? Roethlisberger. And yeah, well, no, 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 Tomlin. like Tomlin. And that, you know, that, that they can be a little up and down. I, you know, I don't pay attention to the Steelers enough to know all that, but like, people have made the argument that they're a little up and down. I don't know. If you do pay attention to the Steelers, TD's on Tusk, Ding, Sunday, Steelers, Bar. That's right. Scott getting them in they there for you, buddy. They are indeed. Fantone can be found at the Lake Cable Jackson location this Sunday, though, however, for the Browns game. Getting three. I, uh, I read this, and it's going to depress you the way it depressed me. Okay. And that's, uh, dude, if you're on the way into work, stay away from the coffee machine. Okay. Stay that's... away from the coffee cups and the coffee machine at the office. Not going to be possible, but tell me why. Researchers show that 90% of mugs in employee kitchens are coated, coated with dangerous germs, and 20% of these same cups actually carry fecal matter. Ugh. So 20%, 20% of the coffee cups in your company's like common area have poop all over the handle. I'm going to bet that the number here at iHeartMedia Canton is going to be higher than that. I think we're over 20%. I'm not going to lie right? to you, bro. Yeah. You ever go into that kitchen and take a whiff sometimes? Oh, it's awful. There's a stench up in there. So I'm not going to be surprised if there's, if, there's a, if there's a poop bandit or a random crapper or whatever that person is. It smells. Well, how's there fecal matter on your coffee cup? I, dude, you know what happens? People go to the bathroom and don't wash their hands. Uh. 
And dude, think about this building. We have hand soap now, but remember, yeah. it was like months on end. I was asking everybody, where is the hand soap in this building? Yeah. So everybody in this bath, in this building, going to the bathroom, nobody washing their hands. There was fecal matter all over everything. Mm-hmm. Dirty SOB. Oh, wait, you can't yeah, call folks. people sons of bitches. What no. am I doing? What am I doing? No. What am I doing? No. Can't, can't do it. And you got to remember, you were using that bathroom, too. So it's a fair it's point. like, well. So... Something was happening here with our local, uh, you know, uh, break room and our coffee room that I didn't understand. Right. A friend of mine, when I took this job over, realized, oh, okay, you're going back to do mornings, obviously waking up early. So she bought me like three nice coffee mugs was like, obviously, caffeine is going to be a big part of what you do. Right. So I brought him into the building. And I was putting them near the coffee machine in the break room. Logical place to put them, dude. Right? I, don't, I don't think you'd put them in like the production studio or like in the conference room or something. I'd, I'd put it by the coffee machine. I get that. And other people started using them. Uh, and I was like, I, I don't understand this. Like, you, how do you, you, you don't know that that's not your coffee mug? You don't know that? Um, there's like community coffee mugs here, though. So Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I didn't like it. Um, but like I would say, I would say that you're gonna have to leave it on your desk if you don't want other people to use it. Because how are they supposed to know the difference between the community mugs, which are like there's eight million different kinds? I guess when you see me using I, one of them, I was using every day, and it's like if you see me carrying it, I guess I, maybe I am making too much of that. But I yeah. just. It, I mean, it's not like ownership of it unless you have it on your desk. Well, I guess maybe what I'm saying is I was confused. Like when I put my mugs in there, and I because they weren't like. Every mug had like a saying on it, or it was from a station, okay. or it was from right. this. So I assumed that those were like assigned mugs. I didn't realize people were just throwing mugs in there. Yeah, I, I think that there's you know there's a million different kinds of them in there too. So it's not like if you pulled out a, it's not like they're all blue in one size, and then there's like a Stansberry Yoda mug. It's like, dude, there's there's Which a, there is one well, there's a Walgreens mug, and there's a you know a Canton Charge mug, and then there's you know a couple of mugs from like the Galaxy Restaurant or whatever. So I think there's just a mishmash of mugs in there. Like and the mug you're using right now. Yeah. Is that yours? No, I just got it from here. But just, you always use it. Because I always leave it where I sit. I don't ever put it in the common area. If so I you've kind of like stolen that. A little bit, yeah. And it just sits in here. And I mean, like, I, dude, I'm not very good at like washing my mug out. I just drink black coffee, so I don't think I'm not. It's not like milk in there. So I'm like, eh, there's no sugar. There's no milk. It's not that dirty. But I would not, do that. I would be guilty of that, too. That's that's not the best system to live on. I drink black coffee while I'm in the office. I'll I use creamer and sugar and stuff at home on Saturday, Sunday morning. But while, while we're doing the show, I drink black coffee, like, too. Like when I come in in the morning, this morning, Stansberry was here first, brewed a pot of coffee. I grabbed my mug, saw there was like, I don't know, a third of a cup left in there. Just dumped it out. Just dumped it out, went and got a new cup of coffee. Yeah, I would do that, it. too. Well, but dude, at that point, is that why there's fecal matter in our no. mugs? Because we're not washing them out in between each use? I mean, are you dumping in it? I, mean- <laughs> I, can't, Im- I can't imagine. I mean, but this is, again, this is another reason why I'm happy. I brought a coffee machine from my house. Mm-hmm. In and put it into what is now my office that I share with three other people, and for some reason it doesn't have a door on it. For some reason, if I shut the door and want to read quietly, I don't know. They think I'm a terrorist or something. Like I'm not allowed to have a door. I for the life of me can't figure out why I'm not allowed to have a door. But there's like and so like I uh, but I brought the machine in because honestly, a the coffee here is abysmal bad. I mean, it's bad. It's like drinking mud. And dude. Some of the people that do people are just gross. I just yeah. other people are gross. Yeah. Like I've learned to accept. I'm sure you've done this with me. I've accepted you're gross. Like yeah. we're in this together. Right. What you know what I mean? <laughs> right. We're I, in this room. It's literally a closet where we're just like coughing and snotting and like, yeah, it's, it's all over. And so I've, I've accepted you're gross. Right. So like the coffee machine, me, you, whatever happens there. But 90 percent of community mm. coffee mugs in your workplace are, are covered with dangerous germs and 20 percent of them. 
have poop all over them. <laughs> yeah, that really kind of bummed me out. That did. It kind of really made me sad. Fantone will give you his number one reason why Dwayne Wade to the Cavs is a home run pick. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. You can join Fantone. He'll uh, be at the Cricket Wireless. That will be in Hartville this Saturday from noon to 2. And then Sunday, he'll be at the TD's Lake Cable Jackson location watching the Browns game with you guys. They got your boy running this weekend, yeah, dude. you are. You're all over the place. Hall of Fame City Comic Con. I got pro wrestling out in Dalton on Saturday night. It's going to be a good time. Your boy's excited. Hall of Fame City Comic Con. Also this weekend, Saturday, you'll be able to find us both there from 3 to 5. Man, you're going to have to like book out of Hartville. Dude, the Urban Assault vehicle is going to be hitting lane speed records in that son of a bitch right there. Have to go DeLorean style in it. Nice. And I don't mean doing a bunch of coke. I mean going 88 miles per hour. <laughs> I would have went with you had it been the other way. But we also have a pair of Hall of Fame City Comic Con tickets that we're going to give you guys around 7.30 this morning. So making uh, the news yesterday, but it's going to be wrapped up and official today, and I hear the numbers are 2.3 million is the number I see most uh, most commonly online, is Dwayne Wade is going to join the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, I had said about a week ago that I don't I like it. I don't think what Dwayne Wade to the Cavs makes you any worse than you were last year, but I worry that it's a marquee name and that the expectations of the Cavs fans will be, oh, well, now you beat the Warriors. And I'm not sure that this means that. But Fantone's been pimping this all morning. He's like, dude, I got one great idea, one reason why I think Dwayne Wade to the Cavs is a huge move. And he hasn't even told me what it is. I have no idea what this is, so I'm very excited. Well, I mean, Dwayne Wade's sitting here 35 years old, dude. And I think you're right that the expectations of the Cavaliers fans probably are going to shift a little bit here. And I guess my expectations shifted a little bit here in the sense of like, this feels like a promising thing to me. This feels like there's potential in this. Um, And, you know, I said this at the same time when Kyrie Irving decided first that he was going to put all these things into motion um, by, by requesting the trade was that like, I feel like LeBron and 14 generic NBA players can get out of the East. I genuinely genuinely believe that and I, I like and I really mean that like and we're could, better than that you could spin 14 generic NBA players in there and it would be like all right well they can probably get it done for him um but I this all kind of started when when Kyrie decided it was time to leave in the sense of at least the team this year will look different than the team last year. Warriors Cavs 4 is going to look different than Warriors Cavs 3. I don't know if Dwayne Wade or any of these moves is enough to change the outcome of that, but at least it looks different to me. And the reason why I feel excited and the reason why I feel like a 35-year-old Dwayne Wade who will probably be coming off the bench is going to be a real asset for the Cleveland Cavaliers it's 100% based on the psyche of LeBron James. And I'm not just saying, like, well, it's going to make him happy to play with one of his friends, but it is going to make him feel like he has a partner on that team. And if you've got Richard Jefferson that's going to be walking away possibly at the end of this, Kyrie Irving just stabbed the dude in the back. I'm sure LeBron feels a little bit like, I'm on an island right now, dude. I can't trust any of these people. Like, I can't, there's, you know, Channing, or not Channing Fry, um, uh, Champ left. Um, uh, James Jones left. 
So like Tristan's that, about to have a baby. Is and, he going to be focused? And and all those different things. I'm sure very much. There's uncertainty when it comes to his future. He doesn't know what's going to happen at this. And I've said all along when it comes to the idea of LeBron leaving. Some people are like, dude, there's no possible way he leaves. Other people are like, dude, guaranteed gone. Both those people are wrong. I don't think he knows. I think he feels a lot of uncertainty right now where he's very much used to being in control, being the master of his own destiny, and to have a friend, a true-to-the-heart friend, not just like a guy somebody that you trusts. played with, but somebody you know, somebody you trust, somebody that's in that hole with you, and somebody that he believes can can take over a game and do things for him. I, I think this is a huge win for the Cavs, regardless of what Dwayne Wade does you know on the what? court. For $2.5 million, you're absolutely right. That peace of mind for your number one star, honestly, dude, no... Wow, Fantone, that's a great take. Nobody else has that take. That is great. And you're right. For $2.5 million, that's a home run. Now, LeBron has a an ego that's unquestioned. There's, sure. a, there's no doubt about it. And I think that's one of his strengths in life. I think people... You need it. People say that about me, but dude, you don't get this job without it. Well, you don't get to elite levels without ego. Right. That's you a part of the it. game. Like, it is. It and, is. And, and everybody who's ever really gotten anywhere has a little bit of that when it comes to him. You have to but have it. I feel like that ego has to be a little bit shook right now between what happened with Kyrie Irving and the 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 the, the concepts of like what else is going on in the NBA where these other super teams are forming where these other you know powerhouses are joining forces um and you throw in what's happening right now in in society and I'm not trying to make this into like well President Trump versus LeBron but that plays into it that does and he probably does feel like damn dude I've got half the world hating me screaming for my screaming for my name right now I've got one of the, I got the best coach or, uh, the best team that I had left right now stabbed the team in the back, stabbed me in the back. I, what do I do? I bring in my best friend, and all of a sudden, Batman's got his Robin again. And I feel better. And somebody's got your six, right? For two and a half million dollars. In a roster spot? Why wouldn't you go That's for that? That's a home run. Right. And that doesn't guarantee because Dwayne Wade's only going to be here on a one year contract. It Man. Doesn't, it doesn't guarantee in the future that this is going to continue to be a part of it. But if, if, if you're like me and you're looking at this Cavalier season as the window that we have, this is the only year that matters, dude, this is a, this is a, it's a grand slam. Like, why wouldn't you? It's a roster spot and three, and under three million bucks. I never put it all the way through that whole filter, but you're right. That's a, for that money to give LeBron James peace of mind is a home run. Because this is also a lot about that it's starting to feel like it's Kevin Durant's NBA. Mm-hmm. Where it's, don't get me wrong, I think LeBron's still the better player right now. But it's clearly the baton is going to be passed to Kevin Durant next. That's It will be his NBA. And I know LeBron's fine with that. He's a, a logical guy who knows this will pass him. Right? At some point, due time comes for all men. But... He doesn't think it should happen right now. No, he wants to extend it as far as he possibly <laughs> exactly. can. Exactly, and I would too, and so would everybody else. And and you're right. I think there's there's a little bit about like, oh yeah, watch this happening with this. No, best case scenario, we talked about this a little bit earlier. I think is Dwayne Wade coming off the bench. I think Jr. Smith stays in the starter spot, and they split the game essentially. Um, that gives Jr. fresh legs because let's be real, he's not getting any younger either. Um, you're not putting too much pressure on Dwayne Wade right there. Dwayne Wade is not. And listen, I'm not saying. 
he's like a defensive uh, player. But at the same time, I think he's mature enough. I think he's old enough. And I think he's he's got enough pride left where he's going to at least give you effort on the defensive end. So if you can get automatic scoring, effort on the defensive end, J.R. Smith has fresh legs, LeBron has peace of mind, dude, that's best case scenario for the Cavs. I feel like that's all winning equation. Worst case scenario is Iman Shumpert playing hero ball, dribbling it out, trying to play ISO, trying to make things happen right there. So like if he's our ba- if, if Dwayne Wade is our backup at the number two as opposed to, as opposed to having Shump out there, I mean it's it's a no brainer. Well, Jr. on fresh legs is a three making machine, right? Right, and he ha- is because that's what naysayers are saying is that Dwayne Wade's old and he doesn't shoot the three. But if you give Jr. fresh legs, he shoots the three well enough. And you've got at this point too, if the if the Cavaliers are at full power, and this is not assuming they trade that Brooklyn pick because I think that's happening this year. I, I 100% do. Um, I think they're trading it for a, a, a an elite big, which probably means Boogie Cousins. But I just think a big guy is what they're going to get out of that. If they if they if, if if they stand as they stand now and they're going into it, you've got Derrick Rose. Dwayne Wade. I keep forgetting about D. Rose. And Jay Crowder and Kyle Korver coming off the bench to shred second units. Like, you, of course, you know, there's going to be the starters. Yeah, they're pretty and they're good. Doing their things, but this team is so much deeper now than they were last year. This team is that so is much true. deeper. And that in depth was their problem last year. And that's what lost the NBA Finals last year. Wasn't the starter versus starters. Cavs won that battle. They lost on the defense or on the on the on the bench versus bench. I'm on the side of it. I, I think if he loses in, in the NBA Finals again this year, I think he's probably out I, I I'm just I don't know why I feel that way but I do but it's I possible. do but I do think it's crazy but I do think if he wins the title here now you're what 15 years into your career you're probably like all right dude I just now I gave Cleveland two titles let's just stay here I'll end up pushing Dan Gilbert out I'll buy this team I still think there's a chance maybe he wants to run for president maybe even league commissioner who knows I think league commissioner's not off the table no, from no, the no, no that's, that's if, completely possible if you look at what he's done throughout his career which has been about player empowerment is that that is what you start to do when you're starting to think bigger than what your NBA, what your player brand is. So much was made yesterday about what he said uh, on a couple of different avenues, but what he said about staying in Cleveland and everybody was like, well, he intends to, you know, are you leaving yourself that open door? Are you leaving yourself? You know, are you committing yourself or what you're doing? Any intelligent person leaves themselves options. Yeah. And I mean like that LeBron's a savvy character, dude. I, I, I mean, he is. There's, it would be very hard to lure me away from Rock 106.9. It's not impossible to do it. Of course not. Right? Of course it's not. It's not impossible. And, it would be hard, but it's not impossible. And if a year from now, it's like, oh my God, dude, this thing is in the ditch, and now there's another option for me, of course you're going to explore those things, um, but there's no reason to believe that, like, well, he's 100% gone, because honestly, what he wants to be happening with the Cavaliers, and God knows how this happened, but what he wanted essentially is happening, dude. You're getting, you're getting another elite scorer on the team. You're increasing the depth at bench, dude. You still have a point guard who's an upper uh, top of the top ten point guard in the NBA. I, the Cavs are better this year, and I mean they haven't even played a basketball game yet. And I think I'm pretty confident in saying the Cavs, when it's all said and done after the All Star break, as we start getting into into playoff basketball, the Cavs will be better this year than they were last year. I think they're better. Adding Dwayne Wade doesn't make you any doesn't worse. Doesn't make you worse. Doesn't make you worse. And 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 if you can get a player like wow, the whole confidant thing. 
the whole you know the, the whole conciliary thing with Dwayne Wade to LeBron James for two and a half million dollars. Never thought about it that way. Home run. You said it yesterday, dude. He has the Rosetta Stone to play with LeBron James. No, he knows what he's doing. He knows his work level. He knows his talent. He knows, knows what, what is do. expected of him. Right. Now, somebody actually uh, via Twitter, actually our buddy Dustin tweeted this and says he heard this from somebody, and I wish he knew who it was because I think it's a great quote, and I would love to attribute it. It says that Dwayne Wade's the only person who's ever played with LeBron James. Everybody else has played for LeBron James. Fair. And that's probably a fair statement. Wow, Fantone, that was a great take, dude. That was well done. There you go. Worth the tease right there. Hall of Fame City Comic-Con tickets up next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Stansberry here for the Wakeham Auto Family. I purchased a pre-owned Honda Accord from Wakeham under seven months ago, and I absolutely love my purchase. And Wakeham was able to find me exactly what I was looking for because Wakeham is Stark County's largest pre-owned dealership. So if you're shopping around for a pre-owned car, there's really no better place to do it. As a matter of fact, you can start checking through their massive pre-owned inventory at their website, which is Wakeham.com. That's W-A-I-K-E-M.com. Over 500 different pre-owned vehicles for you to choose from at Wakeham.com. You can also swing by in person up at the Wakeham Auto Mile. That's at West Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the morning show. On Rock 106.9. The Breakfast Flakes, the morning club. It's the morning madhouse. Good morning, everybody. Dude, I hate all that stuff. (laughs) I hate all that stuff. The morning zoo. There's a guy who I'm friends with on Facebook. I don't know why. I've never met him. But apparently he does mornings in some radio station in the middle of nowhere, Maryland. And it's Mickey's Madhouse morning or or something. And he's always like Facebook living at 545 in the morning. And it, dude, it shows you how many people are watching that. And it's nobody. And I'm always like, dude, what are you doing? Maybe just read a few more things. Madhouse Minute coming up next. Celebrity yeah, birthdays. I've never, yeah, I've never liked any of that. <laughs> what stuff. really grinds my gears? Coming up seven ten. <laughs> twin spin the Aerosmith for you. The bad boys from B Town. Twin spin it. Oh my God, radio's just the worst. What are we doing here, God people? Oh, why is this medium dying? What are we doing right now? If we, dude, no, we're saving it. Okay, good lord. Imagine if something was in our hands to save. <laughs> Oh my god, would you be screwed? Imagine, right? Like you're on a plane flying home to see your family, and my voice is the one that comes over the loudspeaker. <laughs> no, no worries, Mabel. Dude, I got you guys. You're covered. You'd be effing terrified. Stansberry's over there. It's over, man. It's over. Game over. It's just a cloud, dude. You can fly through those. Oh, I didn't know. I'm over there not even paying attention as the co-pilot, just screaming out King Kong. Literally banging out, banging out the stewardess. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Flight attendant. I'm sorry. I forgot. It's 2017. You know, I rally against Twitter a lot. Okay. And I do. I believe social media mostly has has hurt us more than helped. Why does Twitter hold the social media burden it does when Facebook's the one that everyone uses? That's a fair question. You know, when you talk about you know why? Honestly, I, I do know why. It's because Twitter is the one that's looking to point out everybody's hypocrisy. Facebook doesn't necessarily do that. I feel like it does worse, dude. You've got really? so many people from like from like your high school putting up like, hey, here's my opinion on this. And if you think differently, I guess it's who you follow and who you're friends with and who you kind of associate with there. But to me, it just feels like uh, Twitter's about what I like. Facebook's about who I know. And I feel like the people who I know complain more than anything. I think a lot of people, I, I think Twitter is one of these places, though, it's extremely 
extremely leftist. And as a guy who leans left, I still feel like when I read Twitter, I'm like, oh my God, you whiny asses. Like, lock it up. Like, there's like a lot of that. And then if you don't agree with everything Twitter thinks, that you're a bigot and you're a racist and you're this stuff. It's such an avenue for President Trump. It's just surprising that, like. And I've said, I think that whole thing came down to Twitter starts with T, so does Trump. That's the one I'm using. I think that's as far as that decision went. It just seems to me very, like, I don't know. It's just it's just a weird thing because when we talk about a fast food place, it's always McDonald's. It's never Burger King. That's fair. And no, no insult against Burger King there. It's just like but that's be, what because it is. they're the big dog, yeah. and so you would think, yeah, yeah, no, that you're not necessarily wrong on that. Um, but Twitter now is going to expand, which, by the way, Trump already up and has got the fingers moving. There you go. He, uh, 19 minutes ago, Donald Trump said, spoke to Jerry Jones of the Dallas Cowboys yesterday. Jerry is a winner who knows how to get things done. Players will stand for country. Okay. I'm interested to see what happens. I was going to say, I bet you there's at least one Dallas Cowboy who's going to be like, I don't know. Yeah, there's going to be a few. I, yeah, I bet you. Especially now. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? You especially it, you know. Now, Right. Now they're going to show you that no, they won't. Right? But Twitter now is looking to expand. I kept saying, I think it's going to go away. I think it's going to go away. I think it's going to go away. Now it, they're looking to expand. Currently now the format is, if you tweet out, you have 140 characters, essentially yep. like letters, that you can use. For your message. They're looking to roll it out to 280 characters. Now, people are, now obviously, people are going to feel one way or the other about this. Some people say, you know what, that's what made Twitter awesome is that it was 140 characters. You had to like concisely, you know, tweet out your point and you couldn't just like ramble on. And now 280 characters they feel like is going to be too long and are people going to read less because of how much longer it is? And you can ask this question. Somebody's going to ask me this question. Do you even need more characters now? Because most of what you do is type a half of a sentence and then put a GIF up. Yeah, and I mean, some people like thread stuff out where it's like, here's tweet one of seven. Here's right. you know, 140 characters. Tweet two of seven. Here's 140 characters. Tweet three of seven. Here's 140 characters. Um, the thing is, is I don't think 280 is too much. If this was like, yo, we're expanding this out to 1,000 characters, that would be too much. So if they're going to do this, they can only do it once, and it can't be more than that. Like This can't be like every year they're like, oh, you know what? We're going to add another 150 in there for you. Why is it at, not? At that point, you're just going to lose. Who's what made you special? One time's okay. Though. Why is it never a perfect round number? Why um, is it never 200, 300? I think, I think 140 started because in text messaging, when this Twitter first came out, which was, it was 10 years ago, there was a limit that you could only send in text. And I it think, was 160. And I think, I think that, was, that was like... Their idea was, we'll make it really fast... And that way you'll want to read it we'll because make, America's dude, Americans don't like to read. We'll make it shorter than a text. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll make it shorter than that. And I'm sure they had data that said some people that did not like Facebook. One of the things they didn't like is people would drone on and on and on oh, and yeah. on about yeah. it. I'm sure they had data that said that. Um, I guess they're going to test this with, you know, a few like, you know, uh, select users, okay. people who are verified via their service who okay. like probably use it a lot. And then, uh, but they're looking to roll it out shortly to all of us, 280 characters. I don't even know if I'm going to notice. Like I said, as long as this isn't become a constant thing, if it's a one time, I'm okay with it. If it turns into no, well, now it's 575 and now it's 600. Now it's, you know, if you just constantly keep doing that, it is going to lose what makes it special. 
Twitter CEO says this is a small change, but a big move for us. 140 was an arbitrary choice uh, based on the 160 character in text li- limit. Proud of how thoughtful the team has been in solving a real problem people have when trying to tweet and at the same time maintaining our brevity speed in essence. Twitter does seem to be like it's gaining traction, but like it feels that, or at least that people tell you it does, but they don't have anywhere near the user base Facebook does. Nowhere near the user base. And they can't monetize it to save their lives. They no, haven't turned a profit in forever. Nowhere near the ad revenue either. Um, but still, if you ask me, it's it's the best social platform. Do you think so? I think so. And but because like it's like I said at the beginning of this is that Twitter much more about my interests, Facebook much more about people I know, and I'm far more interested in things I'm interested in than people I went to high maybe school knew with. about. Right, then then some guy I used to work with at a restaurant 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a, that's probably true of me too. Like when I honestly one of the things I you know you ever just sit around and like fantasize about winning the lottery? Of course sure, you have. Everybody does, including me, right? And one of the things that one of the first things that my mind goes to is, "Oh, dude, I can delete my Facebook." Oh god, that would be so good. Like honestly, the only reason I'm on that stuff anymore is because of what I do. And I always think to myself, "Oh, I would give up Facebook first, Twitter would be second, but honestly, the one I would probably keep is Instagram because it's mostly just photos. Now, people have gotten annoying with that, too, and it's now just pictures of wine glasses now, too, and Monday is the worst, and where's my coffee, and I'm dumping it on my head, and oh my god, I made it with Red Bull, and (laughs) you know what I mean? It just, you give people stuff, and just, you know what I mean? It just all becomes annoying, but like, Instagram's probably the one that would keep me the longest, because I am interested to see photos, and I like posting pictures. The most DM messages up in there, too, I'm sure. I I will say, I will say, that of all the times I've ever been DM'd, and that did turn into sex to me. My favorite one of those did come through Instagram. There it is. All it makes, did indeed. It all makes sense It now, did buddy. indeed. We have a pair of Hall of Fame City Comic Con tickets. That's this Saturday at the Canton Civic Center. Let's give you those right now. We'll take caller 17 at 1-800-243-7625. And more Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. Dan Stansberry. And his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 8.30, Brett Michaels tickets up for grabs as he plays the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park, December 29th. We'll get you in. Fantone's convinced I should go there and find a wife. Oh, dude, how many corsets are going to be there? You know what I mean? I'm telling you, a million of them, bro. And I do like those. A million of them. Corsets, jeans that are kind of ripped up a little bit. Ton of stuff going on with her hair. She's got these big-ass earrings in, dude. I can already see her. I can already see her, dude. Dude, that's great. You just described my Oregon (laughs) chick perfectly. That's exactly what she looked like. Always wearing corsets, tight jeans, ripped like right above the knee, Mm -hmm. riding Harleys and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did like that. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a good night there at the Hard Rock Roxy, you know? Dude, you, think you could go from the buffet to the buffet, dude. What are we waiting for? That would honestly be a coin flip at that point. <laughs> <laughs> What's better, the mac and cheese or the cougar? I don't know. It's hard to pick. Why not both? Why not both? I love it. Yeah, I love it. So we get choked up with those Brett Michaels tickets, 8.30. Factory of Tier tickets, too, on the way at 9.30. So I know the NFL protests are, like, all the rage right now. And, and, and I've been trying to stay away from it as much as humanly possible, but I can't. 
No. It, it, it's, 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 it's almost irresponsible if I do it. It's still, dude. Yeah. I don't want it to be either. I'm done having this conversation. Well, but. and there's so many different conversations for it, too. It's now like, it's because, be, and Fantone said this to me. He's like, dude, this whole thing would have died down had the president not said something. But he said something about it, and now it's every all the rage. And again, this is all about deflection. He's got his tax plan coming out. Healthcare failed again. The dude he wanted to win in Alabama didn't. I mean, there's a million things. So that's why he's, you know, it's why he's constantly got the, you know, those fingers going. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think people would still be upset. But not nearly as many players would have been a part of this. Um, it, it, don't get me wrong. It was still a story, but it wasn't topic A. It was nowhere even close. I mean, it was probably fourth, seventh, eighth, twelfth down the run it list It would have been there. something we had to mention, not something we had to talk about once right, an hour. Right, And now all of a sudden it's out of control, which like I – and you said this from the beginning about President Trump is that he is really good a at, master. At, 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 at being the magician. Like, hey, master look at this, it. look at this while I'm doing something else with my other hand. He's, He's a great master at it. of it. And actually, coming up at 8 o'clock, we have uh, an interesting, again, another story surrounding this with Mike Tomlin uh, from the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to get into that at 8 o'clock. But okay. I read about this this morning, and I I forget who their name now, and you'll have to forgive me, but whoever was scheduled to perform the national anthem for the Ravens game this week has backed out. Said the controversy is just getting to the point to where I don't want to you know, be near. I'm paraphrasing, but I just don't want to be part of this, and has backed out. And I never thought about that. But of course, that's the next conversation in all this, right? That if you're willing to perform the national anthem, that you're for white supremacy. Because, dude, make no mistake, that are, those articles are being written. I read one this morning in Huffington Post. Jesse, I think, is it Ben? Jesse Ben wrote an article that says that, says that white players who are still standing for the national anthem are actually standing up for white supremacy. That's what they're standing for, which is, of course, ridiculous. And, of course, hot takey. Right? But... I do believe, and again, I'm going to blame Twitter, that that will be the next argument to come down the pike on this, is that, oh my God, you're willing to sing the national anthem? Oh my God, don't you know what that stands for? It stands for oppression and awfulness, and that's going to be the next conversation, right? Um, yes, of course that's going to be a part of the conversation. It doesn't necessarily, you know, like you said, mean that most people feel that way or that, like, it's a valid take. Um, but yeah, people are willing to say uh, inflammatory things. People are willing to say things to get you worked up Shook. about something. Yeah, so, uh, yes, that, that that inevitably is going to happen. I don't necessarily agree with that. Like I've said about a million times, I, I feel like, that, with no. this conversation, is that, like, I support these guys and their ability to do this, their right to do this, even what they're trying to bring attention to, it doesn't mean that I'm going to sit down or take a knee during the national anthem. You can do both things. It's very possible. I agree with that. And I will continue to stand. But I gotta tell you, social media has kind of got me to the point where I feel like if I do, that I'm making a statement that I don't want to be making. Um... I, I still want to be making that statement. I'll stand by no, it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm uh, saying I feel now like I'm making the statement of screw you and your protests, and that's why I'm standing. And that's not the statement I'm trying to make. Agreed. Yeah, I guess we're on the same page. Okay, so. all right, all right. Um, I just... Um, it, it's it's definitely one of those things. There's going to be nuance to this. It's funny because, like I said yesterday, I don't. I mean, this person kneeling during the national anthem for are not performing the national anthem for whatever game it is. Ravens. This, this wasn't. You didn't know who this person was. This was just some chick from Baltimore, probably that was going to go out there and sing the national anthem. Because, and it's an honor because she sold the most Girl Scout cookies or whatever. whatever. It, the, that's the thing with these these national anthems. The Super Bowl. It's a big deal because it's Lady Gaga singing it, or it's Luke Bryan singing it, or it's you know whoever. But locally, it's Erica Dawn, and we don't know who it is. Right, and, and we, they don't show it on TV. It's, so it's, like, it's whoever did not make it all the way through to the end of the Voice or whatever. So isn't the NFL? If you're that pissed about 
about this is that you don't show the national anthem respect, therefore you're disrespecting the troop. When the NFL for years and years and years has not put that on television, isn't that disrespectful? Because you're you're prioritizing selling to Ford as opposed to showing patriotism. I believe NASCAR does show it. NASCAR shows the the, the opening prayer on TV, and I got to tell you, as as a person who views himself as agnostic, I've not always loved that. Um, now, I don't cry about it on Twitter, but I've I've always been like, dude, should we really be showing the in a religious freedom country? Should we really be showing the prayer on TV? Yes, because you're not a government entity. Because you're okay. not you're your own business, dude. If you I don't personally like it. Want but... to sell nothing but Christmas stuff and say Merry Christmas, Jesus loves you every single time because it's your prerogative, prerogative to do so. It's one hundred percent okay. But when it starts to become a a state sanctioned thing, which NASCAR is not, when it starts to become like, hey, we're putting this on, you know, on city hall. I think there's where you have an argument of separation of religion. But like this NASCAR dude, if you wanna, if you wanna, dude, praise, if you wanna sing a little more public Jesus, airwaves, go do it. Um, but still, dude, I mean, how many times do we see the Joel Osteen morning show or whatever? And like, no, you have the right to. If somebody wants to start the Satan channel, you go ahead and do it. Yeah, I bet it doesn't get off the go, ground. But go yeah, ahead and do yeah, it. I, uh, I, I, I take your point. I've just personally have never really loved the prayer before a NASCAR game. It, it rings odd to me, but I, I don't care so much about it that I have to bitch about right. it. Right, and you don't have to boo during it. You no, don't have to. I, like, don't, I mean, honestly, dude, most people's belief in God, I'm happy with because I think it keeps a lot of you guys in line. There's nothing, dude. There's no bigger fear of mine is when America Americans lose their fear, and fear is what keeps people in line. And dude, a lot of that Bible stuff. Is what is it's fear based and it keeps you guys going. God's gonna send me to hell. Like, dude, thank God you guys believe in that. A human being without fear is the most dangerous thing in the world. NASCAR and the NBA have every right to tell their players, their employees, you will not sit down during the national uh, during the national anthem. Just like the NFL has every right to tell them you can do what you want. We uh, we've already seen Jay Z turn down the Super Bowl halftime show this year because of the stuff that's going on with the NFL and. It's early in the season. The Super Bowl's at the end. Are we going to see pressure inside of liberal Hollywood and liberal like entertainment land of don't perform the national anthem before the game? Nah, because this is going to lose steam. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's the hottest You don't think thing this is going to gain steam by the end of the season? Uh, I think eventually, um, you know, Donald, President Donald Trump and, you know, NFL player, you know, Michael Bennett are going to sit down. They're going to shake hands. There's going to be something. It's going to lose steam by the time Christmas rolls around. You know what I mean? Like, and it's going to be like, all right, whatever. Super Bowl ratings will be just what they were last year. And by the end of it, it's just going to be like, There'll be something right. that happens that feels so forced like like so right. like the look at look at look yeah. at how well black and white Americans get along. Okay. It'll be like some six 2017 version of Ebony and Ivory. Exactly, and if that's what the halftime show it'll be. It'll yeah. be like it'll be like it'll be nauseating. Right, it's gonna be some broke country artist and a rapper. It's gonna be Jason Derulo and and Luke Bryan up there doing the halftime show. All of America like, on its knees. Unity, like and come on, you know what I'm saying? Like by the time Christmas rolls around, I'm saying this is all done. I'm being told it's a NASCAR race, not a game. Okay, well, we're oh, talking about dude. a couple of different sorry. sports in between here. I, I, dude, yeah, no, the NASCARs, they take that stuff sorry. seriously. Sorry. I'll, I'll I don't understand the prayer before the, the, before the race. I'm sorry. I mean, I, it's, it's, it's okay. I don't get it either, but it's okay. I don't have a problem. I've with never that. understood that. And, you know, I'm reading this a lot now. 
the you know if this is about disrespecting the flag the kneeling then why are we carrying the flag flat out and putting right. it right there because the articles say that too right you're not allowed to carry the flag flat and sure enough that what it is it it's flat across the field every single time 100 percent. so is the nfl disrespecting the flag too that's why dude you gotta not this is what i'm always saying you can't be staunch in your positions because you don't have it in you to do it right the whole way through it's not supposed to be printed on disposable goods but every fourth of july we're sitting there with napkins that have the american flag Printed all over them. I mean, way because what does America care more about? Money than they do anything else. Money. That's what this is all about. This is what I'm always saying. There is billions of dollars in making us fight. If we all got along, (laughs) oh my God, dude. See how many people go broke if we all get along? They can't have that. They can't have it. Too much money at stake. I am going to have Browns fans getting the back of Mike Tomlin. Okay. You're going to support Mike Tomlin when we get into this thing next on Rock 106.9. What's going on? The Stansberry Show. Oh, hello. Hey, just remember to never cross the streams. You guys touch peepees or something? I wish. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Get hooked up with those Brett Michaels tickets at 8.30 this morning is when we'll do those. He's playing the Hard Rock Roxino December 29th, and we'll put you in. Be nothing but a good time. It will indeed. I do kind of want to go to that. I know you do, bro. No, I you started saying do. corsets to me, dude. And I was like, yeah, your boy's in. He's in. As a matter of fact, dude, I started going through my personal collection of photos on my phone. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember Jeez. her. I, I, I remember that. I remember that. That was fun. I remember those. I know we talked about it earlier. I'm like, yeah, dude, you're used to my grossness. I'm used to your grossness. But I'm not used to that. Well, it's not like I was cranking on it. I was just looking, perusing, thinking about how I was going to crank on it when I got out of work <laughs> Hey, that's what I was doing. All right. Um, it's not often you'll find me trying to get the back of a Steeler, right? I don't like the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't, I don't like the fact that we can't ever beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't like the fact that Ben Roethlisberger can't name all the quarterbacks he's faced playing the Browns. I don't like Northeast Ohio sports fans who have become Steelers fans. Uh, oh, well, my dad went to Pittsburgh once. Shut up and deal with the Browns like right, the rest of us, you sons right. of bitches. As a matter of fact, I was in TDs on Sunday, and yeah. there were some Steelers fans watching the game behind us. And I said, are you guys from Pittsburgh? And no. they said, yeah, well, we moved oh. here. And I was like, okay, well, then right. you're allowed. That's fair. Like, if you moved here from there, like you're allowed, right? And I understand that we all need a non-Browns team. I get that, dude. It's terrible in Northeast Ohio when you watch football. It is, dude. And you can pick another team, but don't pick the effing Steelers. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can have a secondary team, but don't pick the Steelers. So through some of these national anthem protests, a lot of what I hear people who oppose the protesting say is, you know, these guys are multimillionaires, and where's the inequality for between me and them? And they're, the, dude, these guys don't know about inequality. They're multimillionaires. And I made the point yesterday that they're not speaking up for themselves a lot of the times. What they're doing is they're speaking up for people who they feel don't have a voice in this country. I, I heard somebody say yesterday, like, you know, well, why are these rich athletes talking about stuff? Well, because we always pay attention to the voice of poor people. Always. <laughs> right. Their voices are always heard. But again, Michael Bennett is a guy who has been saying, like, look, man, you can be rich and famous like me in America, but sometimes you're still just black and treated differently. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. That, that's been Michael Bennett's stance. Sure. And I have, well, honestly, I have a little bit of an example of that. And for people who are like, who refuse to believe that some of the things these guys are protesting about are, are real, this there's no denying that this stuff is real now. 
as Mike Tomlin inadvertently has got a fire chief of a volunteer fire department in Pennsylvania fired. And Mike Tomlin didn't even do anything. But this guy's comments about Mike Tomlin, the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, has gotten himself fired. And he should have known this. And the fact that he was willing to write this, given the position he has, and doesn't know or didn't think that this was going to be an issue, means he's too stupid to have the job in the first place. Worth noting this was written as opposed to said, and I'm not going to say it's okay to say something like this, but sometimes words do get away from you, thoughts get away from you. When you write something, especially online, you have the ability to read it, think about it, and delete it before it gets posted, before it becomes What did I say yesterday? Whatever your first reaction is, wait 20 minutes. If you still want to post it, then post it. But if you, your first emotion is very often not how you really feel about something. Now, I don't know how this guy really feels. I bet you, I, this, I bet you what he says here is going to tell you how he really feels. But. but CBS Pittsburgh reporting that Paul Smith, the chief of the volunteer fire department in Cecil Township, Pennsylvania, I don't know exactly where that is, posted on Facebook that Tomlin just added himself to the list of no good enters for his decision to note take the field during the anthem. I believe that was supposed to be not take the field during the national anthem. Yes, I said it, Smith wrote afterwards. Wow. Put his name on it. Put his name on it. Now, I've been very curious about the fire department since this whole narrative has come out about police brutality and inequality. Right. Because in my mind... And I know this to be true. A lot of the same people from the same families end up in police forces and fire department. There's a lot of crossover that happens there. I think I think you see, if, if we put the Venn diagram out there, the Venn diagram of the military and first responders, and like, you know, that includes EMTs, cops, and... A lot and of people in the same pool there. A lot of people there. in the same there. Same I kind of job. Yep. Right, same kind of jobs, right? And so I've always been curious that it's like, well, there's so much inequality and police brutality on the, with the police side, but there's never anything with the fire department. I, that seems strange to me because they're of the same family. Uh, yeah, but a little bit harder to, I guess, necessarily prove or like or to like, I mean, fire. I just think we would hear stories maybe about, well, they didn't get to the call fast or they didn't they didn't try as hard or they didn't. Right. I just figured there'd be some of it. I think there's probably a little bit more. What do I want to say? Obscurity in there. There's a little bit. It's a little bit less harder, hard to prove. Like, hey, you didn't show up into this neighborhood fast enough because you knew it was an African-American neighborhood versus, hey, there's a dead black kid and you shot him. Right. You no, there, I mean? there's, there's, there's truth in that. Dead body yeah. in there. There's, that is different. But this stuff happens. And as a guy who doesn't like the Pittsburgh Steelers, I can tell you, I feel like I would like Mike Tomlin as a person. I feel like going to the bar with Mike Tomlin, I bet I have a great night doing that. And, uh, dude, right? I, I, I'd trade him for any of the coaches from, from 1999 Cleveland Browns till today for Mike Tomlin in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Yeah, I probably would too. Dude, he's been the, he's been the Steelers coach for over a decade at this point, yeah. right? He's been there forever. He's been there a little while. I mean, it's, it feels like to me he's been a part of that organization forever. You like, can make the argument they've under-delivered since he's been there. The stability, though, of having a guy there and in that role and able to every year yeah. to every year. Yeah, sure. Be able to put together a team that gets to the playoffs. I, I, I'll take Mike Tomlin any day of the week. So this is a very rich, well-known, respected African American person in the United States, and the moment he does one thing that people don't like, where do we ultimately go right back to? Calling him the N word. This stuff is real. I believe that Twitter over exaggerates all this stuff and makes it out to be worse than it is, but it is here. It is real. Um, and if if this is what 
it was going to take you to recognize that or realize that. You You're almost beyond help. But no, but at this point, you won't recognize it or realize it. I mean, that's not going to be enough. Yeah, that's kind of so what I, I'm saying. I, yeah, you look at. I, I was reading Facebook comments about it earlier, and you just saw people saying, "Well, he's got he's got First Amendment rights," and it's like, "No, well, he doesn't." Well, I mean, yeah, but it doesn't mean there's not consequences to it, dude. Call black people whatever you want to. It doesn't mean there's not going to be consequences. Yeah, that's to that. what I mean. Is that and, dude, the First Amendment doesn't mean what people think it means? And if it you're doesn't this, mean that. If you're this First Amendment enthusiast, dude, that's what you're about. You're about that First Amendment life. How are you not standing up for Colin Kaepernick? Right? He's expressing his free speech right there, right? Um, yeah, it does go both ways. Right. I mean, just because you don't like it doesn't mean that it's not as valid. So, like, I, I don't know, dude. Like I said, if this is the thing that makes you think, hmm, maybe racism is real, yeah, you're probably not even going down that avenue. I, uh, dude, the Steelers really did. And I said this earlier, you know, for a group of, of, of guys, Mike Tomlin on Sunday said, um, we're trying to avoid this. We're trying to not be a part of this. We don't want. We don't want this to be that. We want to win a football game. Boy, they are just in the, the epicenter of it. They are the eye of the hurricane right now. I also saw a clip from Tomlin after the game. I saw this actually this morning, where he was saying, "He's like, do you know what those guys are thinking about when the national anthem's on?" He's like, they're thinking about what the three four defense and what it's like, what is what the game's going to start like, and what they have to do, and maybe their marriage, and like, uh, dude, I better get this bonus because of my kids and this and that. He's like, I, I, he, he, Mike Tomlin made the point. If you ask half these guys after the game, after the game, who sang the national anthem, none of them will know. Ask the audience. None ask- of them will know. He was like, so we're asking these guys now to like be part of this whole thing, and they, he's like, most of them just don't want to be part of it one way or the other. Most of them just want to play football. So they're thinking about sacking Tom Brady. We're up there eating nachos, thinking about like, man, dude, these beers are cold. They're good. They're delicious. And like, we all just, all right, well, and it, it is. It's, 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 we all have this level of virtue signaling and everything we do and every decision we make it means that i'm better than you and just like god people let people make their own decisions and just and 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 ride with what you're doing i have no problem with you standing sitting doing whatever but like quit judging others like it's america my only thing is it looks it's a that it's a weird view on television now like you got half the guy standing some of them are kneeling there's some fists here this and that that i will admit that the uniformed look of everybody standing there doing the same exact thing is a better television Vision product. That's um, all. It, it, worth noting, as you talk about some guy sitting, some guy standing, some dudes in the back, and one dude standing out there with his hand on his heart, talking about Steelers player Alejandro Villanueva. Villanueva, yeah. Um, you know, he has been in the middle of all this because he decided, as an Army Ranger, he was going to go out. I'm going to come out of the tunnel, right, and, and hold his hand and listen to the national anthem and do it. He's also supported, or he's also expressed unwavering support for others to make their own decisions. Yep. Um, and I saw this morning, um, number one jersey in the NFL right now, he is donating all proceeds from his jersey and apparel sales uh, to the USO and other military nonprofits. And he's always done that, so hats off to him. Yeah, I mean, people are saying awful things about that guy now because he says, maybe I shouldn't have done this, maybe I should have stuck with my team. Right. And people are now calling him a traitor and everything else like that. Now, here's the thing. A traitor. If you have never worn a uniform of the armed services and you call a combat veteran a traitor a traitor that's far for me not a son of a bitch not a hey right. i disagree with this dude calling him a traitor i've never worn a uniform oh, of the armed services disgusting i've never served this country but i would have a hard time calling somebody who did a traitor words do matter they do matter and I think there are certain things you just don't do. People know my stance on this is clear, dude. I like that whole 
stolen valor, that's like the one thing in the world that offends me. You don't do that. And you don't de- you definitely don't call a combat veteran a traitor. Serve this country. He's not a traitor because he didn't do exactly what you wanted him to do during the national anthem. We're in a weird time with this anthem. We're in a weird time with the flag and all this. And I wish people would stand up. And I like it better when people stand up and show pride in their country. I do. I would prefer that. But my preferences aren't law. And they're not going to be what's going to happen everywhere I go. And I understand that. And much like I want to be able to do what I want in here, I then have to fight for the right for other people to be able to say and do what they want. Otherwise, somebody eventually is going to come after me and be like, well, he shouldn't be able to say or do this. And I definitely don't want that happening. Now, I have a unique view at this because my job kind of requires some of that. So maybe that's why I feel differently than some of you do about it. I would prefer people stand, but my preferences are not law. Yet, you bastards. Brett Michaels tickets up for grabs. That's next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here. When talking firearms, you know what you want? Knowledge, safety, training. And that's the mantra over at Great American Shooting Sports, North Canton's newest and best indoor firing range. Great American Shooting Sports has an amazing rental section. You can actually rent a Century Arms AK-47 for just $20. They also have a Smith & Wesson AR-15 that you can rent for $20. Great American Shooting Sports is North Canton's newest and best indoor firing range. Find them at 6505 Promler Avenue in North Canton or call 23. And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We have Brett Michaels tickets. Pass those out here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. Before we get to that, though, Fantone can be found this Sunday. He'll be hanging out at TD's Tailgate Grill, their Lake Cable Jackson location. He'll be watching the Browns game with you from 1230 to 230. Browns getting three points at home from the Cincinnati Bengals, a game that a lot of people feel like they can win, Fantone. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're a Browns fan, this is it. Come live it up, dude. We got a possible Super Bowl Sunday coming up here, dude. And it's it's this maybe one of three wins. So come out and celebrate it with people. You don't just want to be sitting in your living room. The one time they're going to win this, you know, this half of the season, you, you want to be at TDs for that. Or you could be you could be one of the people that could say, I watched the Browns game that got Hugh Jackson fired with wow. Fantone. Wow. And, dude, I've been talking about that for a long time. How far can you go into this season without that seat heating up? Maybe this is the game. I'm telling Maybe you, that seat's way hotter than people think. Really? It's never on national rate, national shows when they talk like hot seats for coaches, but it's because nobody cares about the Browns. Right. That seat's hotter than people think it is. I'm telling you right now. I think it was, it was the last game um, they showed, you know, uh, the winning percentage of the other coach and the winning percentage of Hugh Jackson. And I mean, dude, one in 18. It was just like, are you effing kidding me? So watch that game. Any other NFL Sunday game at TD's tailgate grill in their late cable uh, Jackson location as they have NFL Sunday ticket. Fantone will be there 1230 to 230. I suggest the fajita steak masher because it's delicious. Ooh, I like that. I like the shrimp masher too. I've I had that, that one last week good and stuff. they were both really good, but I would get the fajita steak again the next time around. Fish tacos are good too. I don't know. TD's is delicious. Oh, dude, all the macaroni and cheeses they have. Yeah, yeah, dude. Sansbury's gonna be sitting there. Elbow. You know, here's the thing. Like, and we're sending you this week instead of me, and I might end up there just eating anyway. Like, I that might end up. 
up happening. So join Fantone this Sunday, 12.30 to 2.30, TD's Lake Cable there. Um, I don't know if this is true or not, and uh, you probably pay more attention to like Cavs news than I do. Okay. But did you see this thing that uh, that apparently Kyrie Irving is saying that LeBron was always like, Wade used to do this, Wade used to do that. So I'm not surprised they're going to team up. Obviously, I could never live up to his expectations. I just hope they're happy together. Wow. Is yes, this a real that quote? Is, that is a real quote. That's a real, that's, that's a real Kyrie quote. That's a real Kyrie quote. I saw that yesterday, and I hope you saw my eyes roll practically out of the back of my head there. Good. Wow. God. Dude, dude. that's shots fired, right? Uh, dude, it was shots fired from your ex-girlfriend, dude. Like, how how petty do you look? How, like, childish do you look here? Oh, well, so you don't always, like this? They always used to talk together. Yeah, I don't like it. I mean, like, well, of course LeBron talked about the best teammate he ever had and how he did better and how he would live up to that. Dude, yes, of course. You can make the argument maybe what he was doing is trying to usher Kyrie along and say, look, man, Wade's one of the greatest, and here's why, and here's what he was doing to get there. Not only usher Kyrie along, but usher Iman Shumpert along, usher Tristan Thompson along, usher you know Matthew Dellavedova along. Of course you're going to point to like, hey, an elite talent was able to do this. You guys step your game up, dude. I, wow. Dude, petty. Dude, the definition of petty right there. You think so? Kyrie comes off looking bad in this, dude. And I honestly... LeBron came off a little petty in his comments about Kyrie the other day, too. He called him like kid like 16 times in that conversation. And he course. was trying to do that. Of course. And I mean, yes, they both know what they're doing here. But the thing is, with Kyrie Irving, that guy is just not going to be happy. Um, he, he No, I, I'm starting to worry about Kyrie Irving. Um, I don't want to say mentally. A little bit. But I'm starting to worry about Kyrie Irving maybe chemically. Okay. Okay. Are we maybe starting to see some some cracks in the armor of maybe addiction issues, maybe alcoholism, maybe, I mean, dude, the, the behavior's erratic at best. I mean, it's it just gotten to the point where... He was my like, calf. I love Kyrie. And he's a super talented player, and I'll never deny that, but, like, if you couldn't be happy in Cleveland, and I get it, LeBron, I'm sure, is a very demanding player, but, like, if you couldn't be happy here, and, and considering that you hit the biggest shot in the history of the franchise, beloved in this city, I mean, every Everybody was a huge fan of you. When you go to Boston and you underperform for two years and that Boston media gets a hold of you. What do you just, think they're going to call just, Kyrie Irving? just destroys you. What do you think? Because, <sighs> dude, Dan Shaughnessy, who's like the Boston guy, dude, he can be brutal because he's not a homer. Right. Like that guy will really, he'll rip Boston teams. So, so when you get bounced out of the playoffs by the Cavaliers in the second round for the second year in a row, yeah. what, what, what's that going to do to your psyche right Did, there? If this is how, if this is how mentally fragile you are, Right now, and, and and this is enough to make you say all this. What are you going to do in two years when you when you haven't won? I'm worried there may be an addiction problem with Kyrie Irving that nobody's talking about. Now, I thought the whole breakup between those two was over a woman. I thought that I thought LeBron probably stuck his hands somewhere maybe he shouldn't have and like made Kyrie mad. I still think there might be something along those lines to this. But now all this stuff since this has happened. Like, dude, the Kyrie's chance to go and not, like, ride it out. Because, dude, at the end of the day, if I am right about that, it's just a woman. Let it go. You have a chance to be, like, one of the all-time greats if you stay here with LeBron, win a couple of titles and all that. So the behavior's just erratic, and it makes me wonder, like, are we starting to see... Maybe some issues with substance abuse. I mean, the dude believes that the earth's flat. So, I mean, what are we going to do? You know, he responded to that the other day. Did you see his comments on that? What did he say? Where he said, oh, you know, I just wanted to see if I can make people freak out. And look, it is a talking point. But again, if you read his quotes, it's just a circle of words that make no sense. And again, I was like, oh, my God, is he high in the middle of this? Like, is he... 
there was a sixth grade um, basketball coach that was also a science teacher, and he came out and said that like his sixth graders now believed that the world is flat because Kyrie Irving said that. Like Kyrie, so it's was- like, you can you can say, oh, I was just doing a social experiment, but when you present yourself as such, like don't don't be like, oh, I can't believe people think I believe that. Well, well he, he presented it as he such. was also saying things like, I can't believe people think that I'm stupid because I think something different than you. Well, you don't get the. I mean, dude, facts are facts. It's one thing to say, like, hey, we have a difference of opinion about, like, what, you know... How we spend money. Right, right. How tax money should be spent. Right. That is that is 100% yes. You're not an idiot because you think differently of me. Those are, both points are probably valid. If you think the earth is flat, you're an idiot. You are. I don't care. I'll say that. I agree. And there's another... There, there's a rapper now. Did you see this? B.O.B. Is now, like, he's putting in... Uh, what is it? $250,000 of his own money. He's actually got a GoFundMe started up for this. And that, he, dude, he believes... I guess what had happened was, is B.O.B., a rapper, was on a mountaintop. And behind him, you could see two different cities. And they're 16 miles apart. You know how you get elevation? Right. You kind of kind of do that? Right. And he said, if the Earth was round, we would be able to see its curve. He's convinced there's no curve. And... So he's going on a GoFundMe campaign to like raise money to they so they can start to I guess he wants to blanket cameras certain places and like look for things. It's like guys, 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 guys. <laughs> Science has already done this, guys. It's already it's already decided on. I mean, this is sort of like we didn't land on the moon territory, right? I mean, yeah. I guess, yes, and the same thing is like you're insane because it, it happened and it's true and it's science, but like, dude, these, both these guys, Kyrie Irving and B.O.B., um, internationally well-known Traveled the world. have flown around the planet. How do you guys not, uh, dude, Kyrie from Australia, how do you think that all works, dude? You, you think it's just like, well... Oh, that's does, right. He's does, from down under. How does gravity work then? If the world is flat, where's the end of the Earth? So all the other planets, the moons, everything else, stars are all round, but the Earth is just a flat level playing field? I mean Truman God. Truman hit the wall. God. That's how that's how he figured out he was on a sound stage. Truman hit the wall. Like a, you're right. Like a 747 eventually is going to hit the wall. Something? Where's the edge of the planet? Where is it? The Bermuda Triangle maybe. I guess so. I guess so. So yeah, I mean when I read Kyrie's comments yesterday about trying to defend that, I was like, "Oh my god, he's just spinning words in a in a way that they don't even make sense." And I'm telling you, I think I might be early on Kyrie Irving. I think there's something going on chemically with Kyrie Irving. So you know what? And if that's the case, I get rid of him before it's too late. Like honestly, as a guy who did not like that move, felt like the Cavs lost that trade. I got to tell you, the more I think about it now, man, maybe, and now that you got Dwayne Wade, and Fantone actually said this earlier at 7 o'clock, and he hit it right on the head. This is the best point you've made all day, which is LeBron James, who now feels betrayed by Kyrie Irving, by a couple other things, feels like he can trust nobody. He's kind of me versus the world mentality, and for $2.5 million, you just brought him his best friend. He's got a confidant, a guy he knows he can trust for $2.5 million. That's the best move for LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. That was a really Really smart take. If you missed that conversation, you'll be able to pick it all up at the podcast, which will be up at WRQK.com shortly after 10 a.m. Let's hook these people up with these Brett Michaels tickets. We'll take caller 20-1-800-243-7625 and more Sansbury Show on the way next. Hang on. The Stansbury Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 
Hey guys, you guys, Dan Esbury here from North Canton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. North Canton Collision is an insurance claim specialist and they repair every make and every model. And they also have state-of-the-art paint technology. So no matter what type of accident you've been in, they can get your car back in pristine shape. Call my buddies Jeff, Alex, Woody, or Jason for a no-cost estimate at 330-499-5169. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Aaron writes in and says, hey, I was in Canton a few weeks back. I discovered your awesome show. Now I listen to it every morning in Iowa on iHeartRadio. Keep bringing me your uh, morning awesomeness because I love it. It sucks that you're an hour ahead of me because I missed part of the show. Can you come on a little later? And, and Aaron, what I'll tell you is you can podcast everything at WRQK.com or there is a 24-7 Sansbury Show iHeart channel. And Aaron, yes, dude, we could totally come on at, 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 at 7 o'clock. Dude, 7, seven to 10, sure, Aaron. <laughs> you're telling your boy? Yeah, we're in. You know, I once upon a time had floated the idea to radio management that maybe the idea of morning should move to 7 to 11, not 6 to 10. They probably and told you shut up, Saints. This was this was so long ago that it was like it was way out of the box, and I was I was kind of laughed at. But there are places in the country that do do it that way now. Now we have this study here, and I've seen it that people in Canton start work really early in the morning. Like a lot of you go to work much earlier than some other places in the country. Um, I had a choice. Would I go seven to eleven? Oh, I totally would. Yeah, of course. Because even I would as a guy who wants sleep. to get out early and play golf, but yeah, no, the extra hour of sleep in the morning would be. Huge. But I do think that 10 to 11 hours probably a little underserved. I think more people are leaving at unorthodox times in their day. Yeah, I would some agree. people are on the road yeah, at 645. That's true, totally true. Other people are on the road at 1030. So the like, digital world has made yeah. a lot of people's lives later. They, for uh, sure. They, they should put an extra hour on the show. They should pay us handsomely to do so. Well, they'll do one of the other, though. <laughs> like, and we all know which one that is. It was about a year ago right now where Trevor Bauer like sliced his finger open with his drone. Remember that? And yeah. he had like, some problems pitching and that whole thing. And yeah. like people blamed him for a lot of that stuff that yeah, happened. Was, I mean, that was in the playoffs. No, it was in the World Series, wasn't it? I, no, it was in the playoffs and it affected the World Series. It was Series. the ALCS. Yeah, and his, his finger was bleeding and it was bleeding down his Yeah, I remember all that. Which actually, reading this, I, I texted my friend uh, Jackie, who I went to game one of the ALCS with last right. year. And I said, hey, man, remember we went to that game last year and they won. So we, we have to go again this year. So okay. we're making plans to do that. But Trevor Bauer is now having more problems with his drone. Apparently, he took to Twitter, and he says, Hey, Clag Park, drone thief, please return Iron Man to me in a timely manner, or you will force me to build a new companion. Hashtag save my pinky. So he's somebody has stolen his drone. He must have been flying it, maybe set it down, maybe it crashed even, and somebody like picked it up and took it. Who did he? Who did he call out? The park, like the park. That yeah, was, it must oh. be the park near his house. Okay, oh, nerd. I mean, I guess like you nerd. Think, well, you think at this point, like yo, Trevor Bauer, maybe put the drone down during the season. Like you'd have learned your lesson. Yeah, you're allowed to have hobbies. Yeah, for sure you are. But like, I I would think that you would be savvy enough and smart enough to know that, like, dude. I like chopped half of my finger off last year, and it negatively affected my work. And you know, my my work. Like, I think you you, you should. Well, dude, put he's the like, drones down until the off season. He's like a mathematician, though. I'm sure he's got like an algorithm that says there's no possible way I could do two things, the same thing twice. And like, you know what I mean? I'm sure he's like worked it out. Sure, I guess. I mean, but in my mind, you use some common sense, recognize that, like, hey, I thought this was safe last year too, and my hands are very, very important as a as an as an MLB pitcher. Your hands Hands are pretty important. Well, yeah. So, so yeah, like, a big one. yeah, I like maybe maybe as a pitcher, don't be driving nails in because you don't want to hit your. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, it's n- not. Not only that, but you'll never get this thing back now. 
if somebody didn't know it was yours before, they do now, and now they're the guy sitting on Trevor Bauer's drone. You think they're giving that up? No. I like how Trevor Bauer's drone has a name, too. He calls it Iron Man. Well, does it, it's probably painted that way, right? I, it probably I have, looks that way. I have no idea. I bought like a 40, I bought like a 60, no, it was like 65 bucks. I bought a drone off of eBay, right? right. And it was actually bigger than I thought it was going to be, and it was right. actually pretty nice. But I'll be honest with you, that thing escaped me. Like, I couldn't figure it out. Like, I could not, like, get it done. Like, I would love to learn how to do that well and be like, and actually, and because I would totally get into that. Especially where I live, come 6 o'clock at night, there's nobody. It's a ghost town. Right. I could fly that thing up and down the street all night. That thing would be awesome. But, like, and I have a huge, like, fenced-in parking, like, gated parking lot. And I can do it in there. But, like, I just could not get the grip of it. I just need, I don't know, I need somebody to teach me how to fly a drone. Trevor Bauer, maybe he'll put on a drone class there. That would, that would be good. Hey, dude, I, I, listen, and I'm not saying you can't have hobbies. I'm not, dude, for you, yeah, go go use your drone until until your heart's content. But, like, learn from your mistakes, man. Like, what are you doing? Like, quit, if you quit got hurt right now. If he got hurt again doing the same thing, right. Indians fans would murder right. him and for rightfully that. rightfully so. Yeah, absolutely. So if you have Trevor Bauer's drone, return Iron Man to him. He wants it back. <laughs> you know what's not getting a lot of press right now? Is Puerto Rico, right? That thing's a tragedy. What's happening there? And America doesn't care. There's no, there's no prayers for that. There's no hashtags for that. There's no kneeling for that. Nobody cares. Nobody absolutely cares. I mean, the reason why I'm going to bring this up is because you are right around the corner from an emergency, and you have no idea. Sometimes you don't know. That's what that's what they are. They come out of nowhere. And so somebody has put together a list of things you should have with you in case an emergency breaks out. We'll give you those next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Show. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We have Factory of Terror tickets 930. We'll pass those out. I just read a, I just read a tweet that says the McKinley Bulldogs, buddy, are number four in the AP State Bowl. Oh, I like for, that. For football teams. Number I like four. that. I know they're 5-0. and oh. um, I don't know who they're playing this week. I don't know where they're at, but uh, Friday night, do I have anything going on? I don't think I do. Your boy might have to go see some McKinley Bulldog uh, I got to work. I got to work at the Agora. Go Pups. I hear Dalton's number one in the AP staple. Dalton. Look at that. I would have never guessed that. I didn't know that. Interesting. You know, Friday night, this last Friday night, I got to look into that here. Because I'll be honest with you. Like, I, where I grew up, high school football that was it. Like once you graduated, you didn't. You never thought about it ever again. People in Twinsburg don't care about Twinsburg's high school football program. If your kids play, then you care. But once you graduate, you're kind of over. And I've said this plenty of times about living in Cleveland. Like the one game that matters there is Ed's Ignatius. Every game here matters. And last Friday, I was hanging out with a couple of my buddies, a friend and mostly his friends, really. And there we were on the patio of Busman, and five dudes all in their mid-30s, are all crowded over a cell phone on the table trying to catch scores of what happened in Friday Night Football, high school football. And I remember, like, I'm not knocking it, but I was just like, wow, this place, it is. It's just different. It's just very different that way. Friday night, Tom Benson Stadium, 7 o'clock. The McKinley Bulldogs taking on the Lake Blue Streak. So uh, I feel like the I feel like the pub should be able to handle that. Yeah. And, uh, dude, maybe I'll show up. I don't know. Not bad, though. I, I, no, I haven't been keeping up with the season, but I have friends who live in Maslin who say, who say, dude, Nate Moore's done. Like, it's over. Dude, that experiment's over. We tried it. It's not working. It's over. I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, people who I am friends with who live in Maslin are unhappy with that guy. As a matter of fact, I'll be playing golf with one of them later today, and I know he's going to talk to me about it. He's been on me a couple times. Like, dude, when are you going to get on that guy and like, 
you know, heat up that seat. I'm like, dude, I have no idea if the seat should be hot or not. I have not no idea. Jackson, dude, I'm not calling for I'm not calling for the job of high school sports coaches. I'm not doing that. I, uh, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> you know, he's like, when are you going to heat that seat up? I'm like, I don't know. So there have been a lot of emergencies recently, right? You had Harvey, you had Irma, you had Maria now with Puerto Rico. Sure, for yeah, some reason, know. nobody in America cares about Puerto Rico whatsoever. I'm not seeing this on the news as much. I'm not seeing the hashtags for it. And it's obviously due a lot due to the NFL protest and, well, maybe the White House's resistance to acknowledge it. Um, and more than anything, and I can't believe that people are surprised by this, um, there's two factors here that I really weigh in. It didn't hit U.S. mainland. Um, well, number one is that two major hurricanes did hit U.S. mainland recently. Right. So hurricane fatigue has hit us. So, like, I'm not saying that that makes, like, the problems in Puerto Rico any less valid or anything like that, but, like... We've just dealt with two hurricanes. A third one was going to be a lot. And the the other point that I'm going to make there is that, like, I'm sorry, like, most Americans don't view Puerto Rico as our Puerto Ricans as Americans. I know they are. I mean, it's a it's a territory right. of the United States of America. Um, but most people do not view them as Americans. It, it not, I don't view them one way or the other. You know what I mean? I, it, it, I think if you ask the majority of people, like, hey, do you think do, are Puerto Ricans Americans? They're going to say no. They're going to say no. And do you think they are? Like on both fronts, do you believe they should be, and are they? They're going to say no on both. So I'm not surprised at all by that. Yeah, I've always said that if Canada looked more like, you know, other, you know, if Can- if if Canadians looked more like Mexicans, our relationship with Canada might be a lot different. Possibly, I, <laughs> you know uh, what I mean. Possibly. Like I, I just, I've always I said that. People get mad at me when I say that, but I'm like, yeah, dude, America, given who we are. But anyway, <sighs> dude, emergencies can come out of nowhere, right? Okay. And so they put out a list of things that you should have with you at all times. Okay. So we'll start with your car. Okay. Road salt is something they say you should always have in your car. Yeah. Because it can help you get up slippery slopes. Now, I don't keep road salt in my car, but that's probably a good idea to do that. Well, and you haven't had your car through a full winter yet. You know yeah, what I'm that's saying? Fair. You, yeah, should, fair. Uh, you, should, you should wait. Um, and if you get stuck somewhere, having like salt or something to throw down and be able to get you out of there, yeah, it makes all sense in the world. Super smart. A uh, a shovel and an ice scraper. Now, I have an ice scraper. I don't have a shovel in my car. They say make sure you can get your ice off your windshield and snow or other debris from underneath your tires, and that is a good idea. A small little shovel wouldn't be the worst idea. Yeah. Maybe a blanket you should have in, in the car at all times, too, in case you're stuck there for a while. Maybe keep yourself warm. I support having a blanket in the car, not even for emergency situations, just because you're cold. Like, you get into your car and... Um, yeah, you got a jacket on. Maybe you've got the car heated up beforehand, but still, dude, it's like zero degrees. People are like, well, it's here for emergencies. I'm like, the emergency is, is I'm cold right now. Throw that over my lap. And dude, you've warmed up your entire situation there. I'll, um, do, I'll do that. No problem. My friend Cheryl used to keep a Snuggie in her car so you could put it on yeah. and, and like where she was driving around. There's, she's got multiple pictures on her Instagram of me in a Snuggie just riding shotgun. That's not, that's not an emergency situation. That's just, I'm cold. Use a blanket. Flares should be in your car. Make sure uh, other vehicles can see you. If you pull off the side of the road, I've never owned a flare gun. Really, me either. Yeah, I've never, I've never uh, had that. Jumper cables are something you should keep in your car. That one's pretty basic. There, flashlight is another thing you should have in your car, and I do. I have not one but two different flashlights in my car itself, and then I also have another one in my golf bag. I I do believe in like being like right. you might need light, right? Okay. And so obviously have multiple batteries, so you can replace them every six months. And uh, they say you should change the batteries in your flashlight at the same time you change the batteries in your home fire detectors. I would have never thought about that being the schedule, but probably not a bad plan. Okay. So then they talk about a personal bag of things that you should have with you at all times in case of emergencies. Earmuffs is on that. I don't. 
that's weird. I'll just get a snow hat, like one of those skull yeah. hats. I'll just have that. Yeah, I don't the hats is another one on here. Scarf is another one on here. Uh, I feel like Bond villains and gay dudes are the only ones who wear scarves well, well. They're not asking you to do this as like a fashion choice. <laughs> they're asking, they're saying that yeah. like in an emergency situation when it's you versus like the wilderness, I think you'd be like, well, I, maybe my masculinity isn't that, that, that much. I have, maybe I could put on a scarf. I have like six scarves and they do. They make me feel dainty. I don't know why, why that is, but they do. They say extra gloves and socks should be in your personal bag of things. Rubber gloves, even. Mace should be in your personal bag. Bug spray, again, I keep bug spray in my golf bag. I also keep suntan lotion in my uh, in my golf bag as well, so that's pretty much always with me in the car. Cash is something you should keep in a personal bag in case of an emergency. And again, I hate telling people this because you know where my car is parked four hours every day, but um, I normally do keep loose cash somewhere in my car. It's hidden, but I keep it in there just in case. With all these things, I mean, you know, you, you totally want to have access to all of that when you need it. So, like, to have that in your car, yes, but you probably also need to have a bag of that at your house and, like, the worst case scenario of like oh my god grab and go i have to leave immediately in my car or whatever i mean yeah it makes sense to have this handy wipes and pet care items child care items and a first aid kit should all be in a personal bag ready to go <laughs> like a child care items you're like yeah your kids yeah you gotta take care of them too personal <laughs> medications keep them up to date obviously but have those in a, in a bag ready to go sports drinks and or water and energy bars and again people forget about food an emergency. Well, I guess with all this, though, I mean, we're listing off all this stuff. I mean, most people are probably like, dude, I wish I had all this in my house. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I wish that, like, I, I, dude, sure, it'd be great to have $100 extra cash and a bunch of groceries that I could run run away with. But, dude, I don't have, I got to eat those. Like, I have to spend that $100. They say other must-have safety items. Portable space heater, which those are normally pretty big. I mean, I have one. I have one in my house, but they're pretty big. Waterproof boots. A weather radio. Matches in a lighter, and again, I no longer smoke cigarettes, but a lighter is always good to have around. How are you carrying all this in an emergency situation? That's a fair point. Uh, right? I mean, like, what do you got? Like, one of those giant, like, backpack things? Like, how are you carrying all this? They say a hand shovel and a cooler, water purification tablets, sunscreen and lip balm, and a Swiss Army knife are all things you should have with you. Now, you could keep this all stuff in a pretty, you know, an emergency kit in the trunk of the car, but the problem is you don't drive everywhere. Right. Like, Fantone could come and pick me up today. We could go to dinner and be like, we could be in your car. Next thing you know, we're in a tragedy. This stuff's in my car and we're screwed. Right. Or if you're in a hurricane and your car all of a sudden is underneath water, like, yeah, you're going to have to have a bag of that in your car for that situation. You want to have a bag of that at your house as well. I, I would think that you kind of would have to make two of these, you know, emergency prepper kits here. Yeah, it's, it's going to be more than one, which is going to be expensive and here's dude here's one of the things that i'll tell you if you are an emergency prepper and i know you guys are out there and you know what you're sitting there you're thinking about like well what do i need to put to stock up on what supplies am i going to need water iodine tablets all those different things dude if you are a prepper you need to have LASIK surgery. I'm telling you right now, the Rohot Vision Institute. What are you going to do for contacts? If what are you going to do for contacts? If there's an emergency situation, this was well done. And you don't have and you don't have your contact solution. You're just going to take those out and, and and go to sleep with them or not? What if you don't bring your glasses with you? If your glasses get broke, I never have to worry about that because I had LASIK surgery done at the you know Rohot Vision Institute. You know what? Vision.com. I'll t- I'll tell you what I would want in an emergency. <laughs> What's that? An SUV. <laughs> and Wakeham Ford is probably where I'd go buy one of those. Absolutely, a dude would just go right up to the Wake Up Auto family and be like, dude, I need an SUV. There's an emergency coming around the corner. Give me an SUV. It's exactly what I would do right there. Yes, you're absolutely right. Those were both shameless, <laughs> shameless, thinly veiled plugs there. Absolutely. Factory of Terror tickets up for grabs. That's next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever.
Denver. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys. You got Sansbury here for the Wake Up Auto Family. Stark County's largest pre-owned dealership. That's right. They are Stark County's largest pre-owned dealer. So no matter what kind of car you're looking for, make, model, price range, whatever it is you're looking for, the Wake Up Auto Family will have it. The Wiggum Auto family found me exactly what I was looking for. I wanted a pre-owned Honda Accord, and they found me one well within my price range. Now, here's the other major thing that I love about the Wiggum Auto family, that they deal with over 30 different lenders. So no matter what kind of... 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Factory of Terror tickets here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. I'll make you a, a reminder of this. Make a mental note. Tomorrow, 9 o'clock on the program, my good buddy Ricky Smith joins us. Nice. Talk to him about his uh, random acts of kindness everywhere movement. He's obviously got some opinions on the NFL protest. Ricky and I are, uh, he's asked me to, I believe I'm judging something that's happening with a, with a rake and bowl event he's doing up at uh, the Corner Alley, I believe it is, in Cleveland on Saturday. He's asked me to be a part of that. I'm nice. going up there. And uh, I'll be honest with you, selfishly, I'm doing it for the chance to maybe meet Jamil Hill. Okay. She's going to be in town hosting that for him. Okay. Uh, he and her are really tight. So I'm interested. Uh, I'm interested to talk to Ricky with everything going on in this country right now. I'm very interested to get his opinion on everything. So we'll do that tomorrow, nine o'clock on the program. People yeah. love when he's on. He's an opinionated guy, and oh, yeah. you know, certainly will uh, will will voice his you know his thoughts. And um, I know they're going to start a uh, hashtag rake app. Which yeah, it's be almost out. Cool. Yeah, it's almost out. So I want to talk to him about that as well. He's uh, actually posed this question, and you and he and I will probably have this conversation off the air tomorrow, but he wants to know who's better, Tribe Called Quest or Outcast? Outcast. I agree. I think Outcast is probably the better of the two. There, I would so. say arguably the best rap duo of all time, but... I think... We'll talk to him about this tomorrow, but I think Tribe Called Quest is more lyrically talented, but Outcast has made bigger hits. Oh, there's no question bigger hits on Outcast's side. Yeah. Um, I would say, I don't know, Outcast, but we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll do that tomorrow with Ricky. Rock listeners are like, what are you talking about, people? Well, dude, broaden your horizons. I listen to all the stuff you listen to. Black Sabbath or Ozzy, which one's your favorite? Call it out, <laughs> Call it caller. Out. Randy Rhodes or <laughs> Zach Wild? <laughs> you know what Fandone said to me during the break that I can't figure out for the life of me why it's true? Is apparently, dude, somebody's giving James Cameron a billion dollars to make more Avatar movies. A billion dollars. Four more movies. I don't get it. Why? I mean, that movie was, what, 10 years ago in the theater? It had to be closer to 10 years than further away. And it wasn't any good. Um, Visually, it was cool for the time. It was like, man, this is really, you know. Like, if I throw an Avatar today, am I still going to be wowed by the by the technology in it? Probably Because, like, honestly, when you... Like, if you still watch The Matrix, it's still like, wow, that's pretty cool. I feel the same way about Jurassic Park, especially when you put those through the filter of, right. of, of like, dude, you got to remember, this was 1999 when The Matrix came out, probably right. 94 or 93, I think, is when the first... When, when JP came out. Yeah. So JP is what the kids are calling it nowadays, Jurassic Park. Um, but no, the, the, the visual aspect of it, not going to be nearly as impressive, because number one, we've already seen it. Um, and number two, dude, like, that's 10 years ago. It's not like... You can keep redoing superhero movies because we care about those characters. We care about Batman. We care about Iron Man. We grew up yeah, with Yeah, the movie characters. making gets better, so you want to see it in that time. Avatar, 
I, I don't, I don't even, care. Like, I don't even really remember the story. They wanted to uh, to take like the the planets. It's a jungle, right? Yeah, it was like a jungle. And then planets, they're there. Like, and there's... Somebody's in a chamber, and then you wake up, and then you bang a blue alien. Right. I, I mean, like, I have no idea. What I, 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 I don't understand why you would sign on to four more movies at that. It's one thing if you say, "Hey, James, we're going to give you one more movie. Here's two hundred million dollars. If you can make a hit out of this, God bless you. We'll keep making these." Because let's be real, Hollywood's going to keep making movies as long as they keep making money. And Cameron's made some hits. Right, right, yeah, I mean, he's got a resume. That's fair. That's fair to say. James Cameron knows what he's doing behind the behind the. Made camera a couple there. of big movies. Like I remember in the theater when I was watching the original Avatar, I tweeted out during the movie. I reached in my pocket, grabbed my phone, and tweeted out. At some point, somebody is going to release a director's cut, making this piece of trash even longer. It was 161 minutes. That's two hours and 41 minutes. That's ludicrous, dude. And now you're going to stretch that across five movies? What? I've always said that I like James Cameron and I like his movies, but he thinks everything has to be three hours long. And, like, dude, apparently James, dude, he will do everything but edit. Dude, I, uh, everything but at it. I, I mean, I, I could be wrong. Maybe if I went back and watched that movie right now, I'd be like, "Damn, this is pretty good." But I don't think. I so. don't think it's good enough for four more movies. A billion dollars. I can't. It's not them. a franchise. It's right. not like it, like if you were going to tell me, all right, what we're going to do is we're going to reset Back to the Future. Okay. And we're going to give these guys, we're going to give, you know, uh, is it Zemeckis? Robert Zemeckis, we're going to give him a billion dollars to make three more, like, updated versions of Back to the Future. I'd be like, well, yeah, you're probably going to get your money back on that. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, where there's something there where it's like people are going to want to go see it. You care about Marty McFly. You do not care about it. I don't even know the names of the people that were in that movie. Don't have an idea about it. And and maybe there's people out here who just like Avatar enthusiasts, and maybe you and I on the outs of this. But, like, it's not Star Wars. It's not. I'm sorry, but it's not yeah. Star Wars. Well, if they were, if dude, if there were that many enthusiasts, I don't think it would take us ten years to get a second movie. Fair enough, dude. Honestly, all right, isn't Hollywood turning movies around every two years now? Like, I mean, I guess it wasn't really all the rage back then to do that, but like. I don't know. I guess, I mean, I know the first one did big numbers in the theater. I know it did big numbers. I don't know. I, I don't know if I would give them a billion dollars to make four more of those. That's, That's a lot of money. That, a lot of money, dude. That it's seems a billion like, dollars. That seems like a lot of... That seems, yeah, that seems like way too much money. Why are we kneeling over that? Why, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, James Cameron's getting a billion dollars for four of those movies? That's highway robbery. We'll hook you up with those Factory of Terror tickets. That will be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you guys, Stansbury here from North Canton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. North Canton Collision is an insurance claim specialist, and they repair every make and every model. And they also have state-of-the-art paint technology. So no matter what type of accident you've been in, they can get your car back in pristine shape. Call my buddies Jeff, Alex, Woody, or Jason for a no-cost estimate at 330-499-5171 or find them online at NorthCantonCollision.com for more information. North Canton Collision, the folks... 069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Still have those Factory of Terror tickets. Going to end the program by giving you those. If you missed 7 o'clock this morning, Fantone gave you a take on Dwayne Wade and the Cavaliers that nobody else anywhere will have. 
It, honestly, man, that might have been one of the smartest takes you've ever had in the history of the program. Jeez. Jeez. I really, really enjoyed that. I did. I feel like I've made good points when it comes to like things you know that are important in the world, things I care yeah, about. No, none of no. that matters. Dwayne Wade, that's it. Dwayne Wade. You <laughs> nailed the Dwayne Wade move to the Cleveland Cavaliers. If you missed that, you'll be able to podcast it shortly after 10 a.m. at WRQK.com because that really was a good take. It's got nothing to do with Gabriella Union, his, uh, his beautiful oh. wife there. Which, by the way, yeah. dude, I got to tell you, yeah, you. I mean, dude, I got a Chloe thing too. So I right. know Tristan's about to have a baby. She's about to be pretty big there. So I might have. Do you roll in the eyes of at course, the Tristan Thompson I'm, thing? No, no, no. I'm not rolling my eyes at Tristan. I'm not rolling my eyes at Chloe. I'm rolling my eyes yesterday. Everyone's reaction to that news. Those two, whether you like them or not, are having a child out of love. And people are like, oh, dude, this Kardashian whore. She's just going to bring the Cavaliers down. I've been Team Chloe since day one, dude. I support those two. Uh, congratulations, Tristan and Chloe. Hope everything works out great. I support Chloe from the waist down. But dude, think she about totally that. Get it. So now we've got we've got Gabrielle Union, which is you know a a a a, a model and a, an actress. I would say a list celebrity. I'd probably say a B list celebrity B plus. there. Um, you've got Chloe uh, Kardashian, one of the most famous women on the planet. Yep. You've got LeBron James, arguably the most famous dude on the planet. I mean, all and of a sudden, Savannah's no slouch. Well, all of a sudden, dude, Northeast Ohio, Cleveland, like Cavaliers games, it's going to be a star-studded event. Oh, dude, I like it. Just hot black chicks everywhere. Everywhere, I love it. dude. Just. This bad bitch, 2017. Dude, your boy loves that. I am. I'm a big fan. I've always thought Gabrielle Union was really, really sexy. Yeah, she's a smoke show, dude. She's incredibly attractive. Yeah, she's really hot. I don't think Dwayne Wade's going to marry some ugly chick. <laughs> dude, if I had to do it all over, I would I would learn how to dunk. Is that what it is? Hey, yeah, I would. Honestly. That's, the big, that's, that's you know, what it was. I spent all that time in my room like practicing jokes. And, right. dude, it should have been, dude, jump shots over jokes. <laughs> that's like, what you should do. That's the way it should have went. Again, tomorrow, 9 o'clock, my good buddy Ricky Smith will join us. Uh, he's the founder of Rake, Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere. He's got, some, uh, he's got some interesting takes on what's going on with the NFL. As a matter of fact, he just tweeted out. He told the Twitter CEO, dude, give us all 280 characters and only give Trump the one for Jeez. And I thought that was pretty funny. So we'll talk to Ricky tomorrow, 9 o'clock. Before we get out of here for the day, we will pass out these Factory of Terror tickets. Call her 25 at one 800 243 7625. We'll send you to the Factory of Terror. Aside from that, we are done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. at Rock 1069. Guys, have an awesome afternoon. See you. The Stansberry Show, Rock 1069.